What up, guys? This is Stank Dog. Thanks for listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Don't listen to Pulp MX. Hi, this is Colt Fasciati. You're listening to Moto X Pod Show. Let's go. We're back. Episode 216 of the Moto X Pod Show. Excited to be back once again. Let's talk to our, about our sponsors real quick before we introduce everybody at Cherubies USA, our title sponsor on board for decades. Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfect, look great, and last. The Cherubies has what you need. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit CherubiesUSA.com. And support our title sponsor and follow them on Instagram. And as always, let them know you're listening. Also on board, Race Tech. Race Tech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Race Tech products, include award-winning gold valves and settings, are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Race Tech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. Visit Racetech.com for more info. And use the promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Also on board, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, R-Jerky, EatRJerky.com, promo code MOTOXPOD21. Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Moto Works, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, Blood Lubricants, True Fusion Sports, and Power Band Racing, all on board for 22 Tonight, again, episode 216 with Max Volan, Josh, Jelly Ellingson, Tom Jornet, and Luke Renslin. Going to be a great show. In studio, TJ is back. What's up, man? How are you this evening? Pretty good, pretty good. We've uh, been having some fun sitting around, shooting the shit. Yeah. We're about to get into the show. Uh, Scotty's in. What's up, dude? What's happening, guys? Not a lot. And we got a special guest in studio, Tyler Sutter. What's up, man? How are you? Good. Did I say your last name right? Yeah, you got it. Cool. Tyler had been in once before. He's back. So we got a full house. Lots of fun. Um, super cross, dude. TJ, it's, uh, shit, I don't know, 20 some days away. I don't know the number ex- exactly, but. All I know is it's the weekend of January the 8th because yep. we'll all be in California. Not all of us. Uh, all the cool people will be. Unfortunately, I guess we're I'm not, not part well, of that crowd. We're not cool, Tyler. I guess not. <laughs> well, neither is TJ. So <laughs> he's, I'm going where the cool people are. So he's going to go where the cool people cool. is, and we're yeah. going to ignore him. Me and Nick and Trent from Moto Limited and Toolman Dan. Don't pretend we don't know TJ. Yeah, he's just going to like if hey, I keep assimilating, like, it'll eventually. We're gonna, all work the out. podcast people are going to be walking through A1, and TJ's going to walk by. What's up, dude? We're like, just don't talk to him. Just keep going. Yeah, just I already feel don't like don't look when, at him or he'll follow. <laughs> I already feel like when I when I go to Phoenix, y'all, I'm going to be like. Just constantly, oh, I'm with Dark Side. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna let Scotty you know the T. day before that you can't go either. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah, probably so. Yeah, he's but, only he's only inviting me because the chance of me possibly bringing a bike back. So. You, may, you may bring the two stroke back if it's ready. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got a lot of races we're gonna be going to this year. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Speaking of the two stroke or Kiefer, I was telling Tyler this. You know, if you follow him on social, you see he's out in uh, Florida right now at Alden's doing some stuff for the Husky deal, whatever. He he texted me Saturday morning, and I was actually in here writing an article that I was doing, and uh, I get a text. He's like, Dallas, bro, let's party. I was like, what do you mean? So I'm in da- or he said, Texas, bro. I said, what do you mean? Well, like, you're in Texas. Why are you in Texas? Where are you at? I said, Texas is big. 
And he's like, Dallas, bro. So I called him. I was like, what What are you doing, dude? And he goes, oh, I'm actually just layover to Florida. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I thought we, I, I was like, if you were in Texas and didn't tell me, I was going to be pissed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Kiefer hanging out in Florida. That sounds pretty rad. It'd be fun to be out there with those guys. And he's been putting some pretty cool stuff on his Instagram. If you guys, I'm, I'm sure everybody follows him for the most part. Yeah, I see most of it. Yeah, I'm. I mean, are we gonna get? You are gonna get to ride, even if the bike's not ready and all that stuff when we go. Right? If my arm is okay, because I'm having that nerve issue again, and there's no way I could ride right now without crashing. I just can't hold on to shit. Yeah. But, um, I I plan on riding. That's about a month away. The, every time this thing flares up, it's about six to eight weeks, and I've had it for like a month. So I'm hoping if it continues to do it like it has every other time, by the time we go, I'll be feeling pretty good. But if you remember the very first time I had this issue, the first weekend I felt good was the weekend we went to Cycle Ranch. Yeah. And things went really bad. Yeah, well, that's because you have this tendency to constantly try to ride over your head to prove your You say your that path. all the time, but I really think it comes down, well, besides the brain fart of forgetting where I was, I had been had my issue with my hand going down for two months, and the first time I feel good, I rode all day Saturday and all day Sunday, and you know that I yeah. don't very I very rarely ride that much. Yeah, true. So I think that contributed, but really, what it came down to was just forgetting where the hell I was. <laughs> that that wasn't riding over my head. I was going slow. Anyway, we don't need that's that's old news. All right, so like I said, we'll call it. What's up, Scotty? Where are you spitting your food out? You got your drink out. Those Red Bulls are expensive. Make yeah, sure yeah, you swallow be, them. Scotty's spitting be, on the mics. I can't be letting that go. It's liquid gold. Well, all right. Supercross coming up. Let's talk a little bit. We're not doing a preview show. No. Moto Limited did just do one this week. So if you guys check out their show. I haven't seen it yet. It should be up. I actually woke up at 2 a.m. Sunday night because it was their time. They were live on their show. And I thought, well, I'm just going to get up because they're always in our chat room. And and they kind of text me the other day. You guys were never in our chat room. I'm like, well, it's 2 o'clock in the morning when you're live. But I woke up. I set my alarm. I woke up. I listened to about 15 minutes of the show. Got on their Facebook chat. You know, made a couple comments. They were getting into their preview show. I'm standing by Dylan Ferrandis as 450 champ. I'm sticking with it. I, I don't know how you could be wrong. I think you're losing your mind. Okay, well, that's <laughs> what they said. And their their producer, Wiz, said yeah. that I asked, or somebody on there, one of them asked if I was high. Uh, but, like, my, my theory is, if you take, Eli just changed bikes, right? And he's sort of at the tail end of his career. So, I don't, I don't. And he's not a super, he's not somebody, it's not like coming in. And it's whoever the Supercross like best ever. I mean, like it's not like a McGrath coming back from onto a new bike. Yeah, he's going to come back. He would come back and win. He's going to be a threat. Uh, Tomac isn't somebody who has shown that he can dominate Supercross. Right. So I, I'm. At, that's why I'm. I'm kind. I'm not out out on Eli, but like that's why I'm not picking him. Uh, Super won last year. It's very very hard to repeat new bike, especially in the these bike, in these know. times. Like like you know. Five ten years ago, a lot easier to repeat. Not so easy these days. Right. And a new bike, so dropping him. Uh, Jason Anderson, hard to say. AC hasn't proven that he can keep from crashing. Uh, who else? We got Chase Sexton hasn't proven yet that he can win consistently. Kenny hasn't proven that he can get through all seventeen rounds consistently. Dylan's my guy. Do we have what? Uh, what uh, do we have? Anybody moving up in Supercross? Like finished out the outdoors at two fifty. I don't think, think so, so, no. Oh, Technically, okay. I guess we got some moving down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Well, yeah. Amar, Amar, Amar's moving oh, up. Amar's moving up. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, not somebody that I'm going to pick for a championship. I just meant Lee on the okay. troll train are ready for the 450 class. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I have a, an interesting way we can talk about it and look at it. So, 
who in the 450 class, whether it's an improvement or a fall off, who going off of the end of the results last year? I guess year, we're done talking about who, Dylan Ferrandez. Who, who falls off? It, it, who falls off or improves the most? Who makes the biggest change, good or bad? Well, I think Dylan's going to be way more consistent in Supercross this year compared to last year. So, biggest change upwards. Yeah, For me, Dylan. That's I'm picking him to but, win the championship. Yeah. So clearly, I, I think we. Yeah, I, but I think it comes down between AC and Dylan. Yeah, I was well, going to say he, AC. Where did he end up last year? A fourth, fifth. I think fourth. Fourth. So yeah. That's. I mean, he's already right there. I wouldn't say that's a huge jump. Yeah. Like yeah. who's who's the guy that's in second that's going to fall to tenth, and who's the guy in tenth that might fall, end up being the guy that's in third, second, or, well, or I think, something like that. I think AC could win this championship fairly easily if that nerve issue is solved if he can hold on to the bike for the whole moto i think those guys are really going to have some issues with yeah yeah i i couldn't argue with you on that what about what about kenny like i mean he's he's gonna gonna have some really good races and he's gonna have some that don't make sense okay yeah he's gonna do the same thing he's done for like kind of what he's done every year you know i mean look i would love to see kenny ride like he can at his best every night like that'd be awesome but he hasn't done that yet so i'm just not ready to jump on board i i this agree is last with year you. his it's contract it, too right the dylan thing also is his motivation his his drive we see how he is all in he said at one of the interviews i don't remember i don't think it was with us but he's like i you know basically four years david villain been my one you got four years to do what you need to do and he's he's putting everything into his racing right now he told us, you know, like, Nastasha wants to go out to dinner. No, we're, it's race season. We're not doing that. We're training. That's it, racing. So, with that mindset, that's why he's my guy. So, Nick and Trent, you you guys are on drugs. Hi. Uh, so, okay. I, <laughs> Trent, Trent just said, Trent Marr from Moto Limited just texted me, AC all day. He's not going to let you talk, is he? Oh, go ahead, Scotty. No, Sorry, Scotty. It's not that big of a deal. I'm, I'm cool. Uh, okay, well, never no, mind then. Um, no, you're no, not. No, I... I I like your Dylan Ferrandis argument. The only thing that I have to disagree with is I don't think the Yamaha move for Tomac is that big of a deal. I think he's going to be okay. And we're well, talking to his mechanic tonight, so we can yeah, ask him. Yeah, it may not be that big of a deal, but he struggled every year to, to, to get it done, right? There's always been something, and now you're adding a new bike onto it. So, Yeah, but the suspension's KYB to KYB. He's not having to change that part of it up at least too so That's a good point and he's going back to the suspension tech that he's most comfortable with it seems like like everything that i read or hear that the suspension tech i can't remember his name off the top of my head right now from kyb that they have at yamaha is one of the main reasons that he kind of went that direction yeah well we'll talk to Josh. i mean I, again i'd love to see eli win because josh is our boy you know and it'd be cool to see josh get the 250 championships last year and then move and get a 450. That'd be rad. That'd be awesome. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I'm sticking with Dylan. I mean, uh, Aaron, Aaron, his mechanic, has been on our show too. So it's like, going to be, like I said, it's going to be between Dylan or AC. It's got to be. Those are the two for sure. You, you feel I, like you're top I, I, two. Yeah. Yeah. And if one of the older guys was to get it done, I could see it being Tomac overall. I think Chase is, I think Chase will be uh, a factor. You think Go more, ahead, Scott. But, we keep, it's you okay. speak up, man. I, I'm just, my voice you know, just broke. I just hit puberty. Yeah. Uh, I think that this conversation Scotty still has a puberty. He's grown a beard now. He's grown up. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think still the, this conversation can maybe be talked more for the twenty three season. I I still think. It's well, then why too, are we talking about it now? That's a too, year. It's too early. Just to just write off Tomac and and I mean and uh, welcome Robson to the, and Webb. You can't you can't welcome just, to the two thousand twenty three Supercross yeah. preview show. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I think yeah. y'all are premature on just throwing <laughs> those guys out. Those guys are proven. I'm veterans. not throwing anybody out. I'm making a pick, and I'm sticking by Dylan. Okay. God, I just hey. talking to him. I just I'm sitting here thinking about it. Every year, or the last few years, we've done the same thing with Webb. Yeah, he did a good job, but oh, he and then he should have three of them. Oh yeah, yeah. The but year how many before, should Tomac have? No, 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 no. Well, no. that's Tomac had a couple opportunities yeah. to like get away. But too. I don't, I don't think, like I don't think it was but, as close and as, and I want to use the term as dominant as what Webb was. It's kind of hard to write Webb but, off. If you and the put, one that Tomac won. Is the one that Webb should have won had yeah. he not crashed at, at yeah. Dallas. So I'll just put it like this: I think I, I, there's more likely of a chance for Cooper Webb to win than to get like third. Like he's either going to win the championship or something's going to happen and and he's well, going to yeah. be like out. New bike, new training program, but new motivation. Because like now I want to do it without Alden. Yeah, but yeah. he had he kept talking about this new motivation for outdoors and how that turned out. Well, it didn't go well for outdoors, but we know what he could do at Supercross. But then. They're saying the new bike maybe doesn't turn down as much as the, oh, have the you old heard? bike. Have you heard this? Yeah, a little bit, and that's the way he rides. So yeah. we don't anyway. It's all bench racing. That's right. All these nobody knows. But if Dylan wins the championship, I'm going to sound like a genius. Wes Williams, you better cut this shit and put it on Spy Moto. Yeah, I'm calling it now. Dylan Ferrandis, 2021 Supercross champ. Wow, I think I'm the only one that I've heard say this Crazy. on any of these shows. So. Let's get that get that done, Wes. He's just playing the odds. He doesn't really like Dylan that much. I do like I do like you know I'm a, a Dylan fan. Like, there's, a, there's a number one jersey right there because yeah. I'm a fan. So you keep um, saying that they're not going to let you back on main event with uh, Daniel's brother. Oh, nah, me and Vince are homies. <laughs> I love Vincent. Vincent Blair's the best. Vincent's better than Daniel. Yeah. Oh, well, do you guys want? We got a little bit. You want to talk two fifties at all? Or I, well, I got a, I got a question on Kenny. Well, let, instead of because we don't, what'd you say? I got a question on Kenny actually. Okay. Uh, so if y'all if y'all were saying that y'all think Sexton's really going to be a factor this year, so if Sexton's beating Kenny consistently this year, is it's the last year of his contract? Is this possibly the last year of Ken Roxon? At oh, least maybe yeah. here in the U.S. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, he won't go know back where to his headspace is. I mean, if he's I, done here, he's done. And I think I think it all depends on how the year goes, right? I mean, if he winds up having like a really good year and winning races, is in a really true fight for the even if he wins it or not. If he's in a true fight, I say he comes back. If um, I don't see Kenny being a guy, let's say he somehow he does win. I hate to say somehow. It sounds terrible. I don't see him being a guy who just walks away after winning. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he'll yeah. win races, but... I think Hondas might be the one team where that don't won't really matter. Those, both of those guys would be the guy, and it'd be kind of like how they were back in the day where, the, you know, there's three or four guys at Honda yeah. that could win every weekend. So I, th- I think that, you know, maybe that's kind of what they're going for. I don't think one will replace the other. Or one will get more or less treatment. I, I think they're pretty pretty even. I and can't then, wait, dude. Yeah. Can't wait for A1. It's going to be good. There's so many guys. Once and then has anybody heard if he's going to race outdoors or not? Because I do remember hearing at one point that maybe Kenny was going to be Supercross only this year. I would think he'd be super. Yeah, I haven't heard about his contract. I don't know. I would think because obviously with he's never been healthy. Like I did hear old. a clip of him saying something where he was like, 
He's like, there's, I'm getting to that point where, like, you know, there's, there's like five points last year. I was like, all right, I'm done. So he it definitely, oh, is yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're winding it down. 250 talk at all, guys? I mean, who's where? I, we don't know. Okay. Well, we'll just give me top three guys, top four Jay riders, Mark. like, in your opinion. And then, depending on where they go, well, that's, we'll see where they finish. But, like, I mean, who are I your favorites? Jay Marsh should be expected to win both titles this year. I Craig's mean, on 250 again? Craig's yep. 250 for Supercross, 450 for Outdoors. So, Craig, um, Martin, Jet, Colt. Colt. I mean, then you bring in Ju- Justin think, Cooper. There's so Cooper. many fast oh, yeah, 250 Justin guys Cooper. this year. Yeah, I, just, I don't know where they are. Shimoda's getting better. Fort yeah. is going to be healthy again. I, th- I, mean, I think Cooper's uh, got a really good opportunity to build a good 450 resume with this year. He's one of the main guys. I think him and Fortner really have to do something or else 450 is going to be kind of up in the air for them. If I'm Forkner or J-Mart, I'm doing everything in my power to avoid Jet Lawrence at this moment. <laughs> I am riding. I am paying money. I don't care what it is to ride the opposite coast as Jet Lawrence. I'm, I'm jumping back on the Forkner bandwagon. I, I think when he if he can not crash, he's one of the fastest guys. I think that's going to be your matchup is, is Forkner yeah. and uh, Jet. I feel like they'll be on the same coast. Forkner, Jet, Hunter. Hunter will Hunter and Justin Cooper. Those are going to be my four. Probably depends on on. Oh, Jets. What, what, about, oh what about our guest tonight? Oh, oh, Max. Max, I don't, I, I don't expect him to win the championship yet. He's still just young, and, and I mean, he didn't get a full season in last year. I think he's going to be good. I think he'll get his first win. I think yeah. so. I expect him to be kind of like Shimoda yeah. maybe this year. Yeah. You know get how Shimoda was yeah. kind of be podium guy. Yeah, yeah. Year. I don't, I don't know that he's. I'm not, I'm not picking him for the championship just yet. That new KTM 250 looks so yeah. good. So do we? Do we even? Uh, there's a comment of. Uh, do we even argue that Barsha wins a one? It's just like he. he no, he's winning it. He, no win, doubt. he wins. He wins the. First I say race. no. I'm going to go. Yeah. Absolutely not. You're betting against him. Yeah, I am. Dylan Ferrandez for the championship. If Justin Barsha, Barsha doesn't win a one, a one. If Barsha wins a one, we're going to Shreveport, and I'm putting a hundred dollars on green. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm going to go AC for A1. AC? You'd have to do red because he's... Yeah. There's too many reds on the table. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see where we're at. Ten minutes. Uh, there was something you guys were going to talk about. No, I was talking oh, about... That's amateur, amateur races. Oh, we'll yeah. do that at the end of the show. Yep. The one that y'all told me about. Y'all two had two. Yeah, I'm going to say that for the end of the show, too. Uh, let's talk about a couple contest winners then real quick. Uh, our race tech T-shirt winner for they sent in pictures on Instagram is uh, Kevin Newell Newell. Hope either way, uh, I'll hit you up. You're winning the T-shirt. Uh, the front fender, mild front fender. Jordan Nesbeth won that, and the old Moto X Pod show banner. That's Josh Childers. So that's cool. Uh, we sh- could do a giveaway tonight on some oil. Uh, no, not oil. What do we need to do here? Um, I got some blood lubricants, blood bath, some bike wash. You got want to do something like that? You want to do YouTube or what? Anybody? Uh, yeah, I'm working on something. Go ahead. Well, that's stupid. Uh, okay, so YouTube, just hang tight. We'll we'll pick somebody in a commercial break. We'll do something for some bloodbath. Uh oh, there goes TJ again, <laughs> messing up my flow. So Scotty Glendale, man, uh, what do you when we go to be your first Supercross as quote unquote media? Yes. What do you ex, what do you expecting? I know that's a ways off, but what yeah, like how, um, what are you thinking about? Like I'm thinking about like how how do I turn this into a way to where I really like 
be, break through just being a voice. Like I kind of want to just you know get my my face with my name with who I'm associated with in front of as many people as I can. Just establish myself so that way when I come back, I, all these guys, I'm, everybody now, they all I can say you know segue. I know Scotty Tiffin, the Little Expo Show. I've talked to you before. Now if there's a face to it, and that's kind of what I'm looking forward to most is kind of being like not just being on the air, actually being there doing it. And yeah. And then spending all day and then getting to, I'm assuming we're going to hang out and like have dinner with guys like Steve and Kiefer and, you know, whatever. Hard to say, yeah. Sometimes, Every, yeah. You sometimes know, no. well, at least see those guys in the press box or however it works out. Sure. All the, just, just the, just the fact of being able to have like a camaraderie and just like a general, like talk with everybody that's there in the inside. That's, yeah. uh, I mean, that's something I've never even come close to being able to experience. So it's obviously going to be really, really fun. Tyler, it was funny. I was telling him, like, Apparently, I snore really bad. My dad snores really bad, and apparently, I've picked that up over the last year because Amber was always like, she has to turn a fan on. I was like, dude, you better bring some earplugs. I probably won't sleep anyway. I'm going to be like, he, he didn't say this, but basically, he's going to be nervous. He's going to be excited. He's not going to sleep. So, oh, dude, before, well, like I was telling you before, like uh, like before race, like race weekend when I'm racing, yeah. I like I, I might sleep an hour and a half, two hours, but yeah. not before well, it's like I texted him this morning. Me and him were texting back and forth, and I was like, dude, it feels like a race day to oh, me. Yeah, I'm yeah, all yeah. nervous. I'm ready to go. Like, <laughs> yeah. this day's dragging by. Uh, and Jake I, Curry online said to telling him to hand out business cards in the autograph lines. I don't know. Hey, that's I don't I do. know who would have done that. I, I, I do that for the show. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I got one for you about Glendale, actually. So do you have someone, like a writer or somebody, that you're – looking forward to actually getting to meet or like me personally, like you talked about Kiefer. I, I'd love to meet yeah, and talk it, to Kiefer. I think it, there's nothing, nobody that really sticks, sticks out. I mean, getting to, hopefully we get to see Tomac. I don't, I don't want to like have all these expectations and then none of them happen. So I kind of just like want to be cool. Like the one thing I, you know, Good luck so with that. I've, I've got a, I've just got don't a fangirl. I've got a little, yeah, exactly. Just try to be cool. I've actually, we're talking to, to Tommy tonight, <laughs> but I'm cool with him, so I kind of just you know uh, figure out see what he's got going on and show me the ropes and you know shit. Just, just he he's moving faster than I am. Like every yeah. time I see him, he's yeah, point go, A to go, point B. Go, there's go. no like yeah, it's 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 prime time. It's when you're in the pits. It's like there's not a whole lot of hangout time for at least for yeah. me because I'm always like, well, I gotta go here, I gotta go here, I gotta go here, I gotta go here, and, and I just pass Tom. It's terrible. I, I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's TJ. He's, he's been hadn't been on, hadn't said anything uh, in like five back. minutes. It's, it's terrible. terrible. Not even. Not, yeah. not, no, I mean, not trying even to do the media stuff. Like about. I don't know. It's just it is what it is. I, I don't All know right, why he's so, even on this podcast. He hates it. I don't hate hey, the podcast. Dark side, you I, love the podcast. I mean, yeah, well, me we and TJ can trade seats. Yeah, we might. We might need a new producer, <laughs> ex producer, ex producer. We might need a new ex producer. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, but seriously, I mean, I enjoy going to the races and yeah. talking to people. But normally, like, like you wind up. The last time I went to do it, when you couldn't go, I was there, and I literally spent like forty five minutes just shooting the crap with with Moe's and um, what was his mechanic? Um, Mohead was it? Mohead? Yeah, Mohead. Yeah, maybe I don't know what year. Yeah, I don't we know. We just what year. sat around and then um, just talking and all that kind. Of, that that stuff's cool. Just hanging yeah. out with people, talking. But doing the whole, like, having to interview and bouncing around and doing all that, it's a lot of damn work. <laughs> it sounds fun. I'm exhausted. I'm, yes. By, I mean, it's it's like 13, well, it's more than that. It's probably 14, well, it's, 15 hour days. It just and sounds cool because you're getting to sit around and, 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 but until you build the relationships with the riders where you can sit around, like, which Jamie or Darkside has done the work to build those relationships, that, that's cool. But, 
as the guys going in when, when you first start and you're doing all that and the work and it is nonstop. Like it takes all the fun out of watching the race there live. It really does. I disagree. So what do you, so what, what's like your, your, when you're there, like what's your goal? You're just trying to get it around and get as just much content as possible. Or just get as many any, interviews as I can, which is very you, hard on race day. Any way you can. Especially because the 250 race is done. You got to get down there and get those interviews or those guys will leave or not be around. A lot of them, yeah. I don't get a whole lot of, well, post-race, yeah, the 251s, a lot of them have left already. But, yeah, try to get down to the pits. But then also, once you get down to the pits after the race to do the post-race stuff, you've only got like an hour before the press conference. And then you got to find some Wi-Fi. So you're trying to get back to the hotel or find IHOP or something like that. But So if both of y'all are going to be there and you're wanting to do interview stuff like that, that may be something that y'all split it up with. One of y'all goes down during the 250s to get – interviews while the other person nobody wants to miss the race that's what i'm saying you're gonna have to somebody has to that's what i've always made it work out we get we get whoever's in the pits afterwards but we get the stuff during the day get stuff on press day um got a few minutes before max i i I mentioned to you guys if you guys listen to main event you know about the giveaway those guys are doing with the bike for uh that i think it was Ryder ellis's bike they're doing that giveaway Uh, i want to give a shout out to some people in the moto industry and that's lucas myrtle Paige and Christian Craig, Justin Brayton, and then Eddie at Kawasaki and Adam C. and Cirillo, because I reached out to those guys to get a few extra things for Aiden, the boy who won the bike. Uh, it's kind of a kid in need. If you don't know the story, go check out the last main event moto show. But uh, they're, they're all – everybody I reached out to is sending something to this kid for Christmas. So it's going to be cool. He's going to have some really cool stuff under the tree because the bike that he won is not going to be there before Christmas – so, you know, they were uh, Toolman Dan and Daniel were kind of like, man, we, we really want it to be there before Christmas so we'd have all this stuff, and it's not going to make it. So, again, we, we reached out to some people in the industry, and those people all came through. And also a shout-out to Fly Racing and JT. I had agreed to supply Aiden with a set of gear. I was like, I got the gear, and JT would not let me pay for it. He's like, no, something like that. We're not taking your money. I don't want it. So Fly hooked him up with a full set of gear. Uh, Chad, if you guys remember the story about Glenn Helen on Pulp, the Chad guy, he bought a helmet and boots for the kid. A lot of people in the industry, a lot of people just fans have, have reached out to help this kid out and some of the other kids that sent in messages. So the moto industry is really, really cool, man. I don't care what anybody says. You know, I always hear there's some D-bags in the industry, but everybody that we ever associate with is awesome. Yeah, and the cool thing is, is that, we probably made a moto fan for life out of a kid who may have just ridden and then moved on to something else. Right, right. Something like this could make him, you know, hooked, hooked for the yeah. rest of his life, which then he could pass it on to another generation, which is awesome. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll be back with Max Bowen. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. 
Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hair and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hair and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. For almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock On Grips today. What's up? Our first guest of the night is brought to you by a Cherubies USA, our title sponsor. Visit CherubiesUSA.com for all their products. When you order, let them know you listen. And also by Blood Lubricants, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Whether you race moto, cross-country, side-by-sides, or even sprint cars, Blood Lubricants has a product for you. Use promo code MOTOX to save. Tonight, a Cherubies USA and Blood Lubricants brings us Max Volan. What's up, dude? Not, not much. Just hanging out. Yeah, how was uh how was practice today? How was riding? Uh, skipped riding today. Uh, what <laughs> the hell? Raining all day. Uh, I yeah, know, right? I forgot it was raining out there in Cali. Yeah, so yeah, it's been raining here all day today. So skipping out today, and probably gonna have to skip tomorrow, depending on how muddy it is. Well, Kiefer would say you gotta load up and go out to the high des, man, and do some <laughs> ride the des. Go to monkeys. Yeah, I bet the, yeah, des would be perfect right now. Yeah. Dude, I see. I've been seeing you uh, riding a bunch of BMX type stuff, you know, or uh, what, what? Not pump track. Yeah, I got a. We got a Volutions pump track, like right around the corner from my house, and yeah, I'm out there all the time. It's super fun training. Yeah, me, me, and TJ, my co-host here, we we've got BMX bikes recently, and they built a, a skate park, you know, and we've been riding ramps a little bit, and he's been racing some BMX, but we we don't TJ. Like Max can manual and all that crap, and it's really annoying to watch. Yeah, that's like it's really annoying to watch these like six year old kids out there manualing through the rhythm <laughs> yeah. sections. As I'm out there in the plus forty, can barely pump one lap of the track. So. Yeah, it's not cool, but yeah. So do you do that for like? I mean, does it help with your cardio? Does it help you at all with your bike skills? Do you do you see any correlation? Um. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean. Uh, a little bit off, but of course I have a bicycle background, so yeah, yeah. manualing is kind of natural for me. You know, <laughs> I've been I, I, I've been riding bicycles my whole life too, as well. But yeah. um, as long as it translates, um, I think so. Training wise, for sure, the cardio is high. It's it's kind of it's kind of almost like sprinting, so it's kind of doing like intervals. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, it all translates. Two wheels is two wheels, and yeah, definitely the pump track that I got is pretty much like riding supercross for a bicycle. So I, I think it. it's helped me. I dig it. I'm jealous of your skill, but that's that's you know, on motocross, supercross, BMX, all of it. I'm jealous of that. Whatever. Go ahead, TJ. I was I've been trying to get the guys out here around here to go race BMX with me one night, and 
I tried to explain to them the 45-second lap. One lap, I'm more, I guess, lung-winded than I am during a full moto on a dirt bike. It's just so weird. It's it's the amount of energy. No, it's it's. Yeah. I know, I know, I'm fat, not a shape, whatever. No, but the amount of energy that you can expend in a 45-second lap on a BMX is on a BMX track is it's kind of mind-boggling. It is, but the problem is when you and I go to the skate park and I get up enough speed to ride up the eight-foot ramp up the roll-in, I'm tired after that. How the hell am I going to, you know, I literally pedal like four times to get my speed, and I am get to the top of the ramp. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go home. I'm tired. Anyway, let's get to Max a little bit. Dude, how's the new bike? The new bike is has been amazing. I mean, yeah, I love it. It's been so good. What What about it? Like, uh, what, what stands out? Yeah, everything. I mean, it's hard to pinpoint something that's really good but really the whole package so far has just been amazing suspension chassis um a lot of notable difference in the whoops for sure uh confidence and whoops have definitely been pretty strong last week just riding this thing and then uh i'd have to say like cornering and mainly a lot of the flat ground traction like we got the start straight on the supercross track or anything flat and and just traction in general it seems better and braking just tr- like the traction is better for braking, it's better on acceleration, it's more controllable. It's uh, it's it just better, really. It's really just better. That's all I can really say. Um, yeah, I think suspension is probably a bit better of a setup than I had last year. Okay. Because they now with this frame being the exact same, they literally just threw, I, I can't remember if it was Marv or AP or, or uh, yeah, I can't remember, but they just threw one of the 450 guy suspensions on my bike and just weighted it for the 250 and me a little bit. And it was good right off the bat when I first got on it. So that's yeah, awesome. It's been good. So really good. Sorry. I don't mean to backtrack us real quick, but going back to your, the BMX and the pump track, do you wear your heart rate monitor when you do that? And if you do, yeah. does like the, how does your heart rate compare to like when you go ride a supercross lap? Like, do you spike out the same way? Oh, I have to say the pump track is, I mean, if I'm doing an all out laps fast, I can go maybe like 21 seconds and I'm done after one lap for like a solid five minutes or so until I do another hard lap. I mean, a lot of the times I'm out there and I'm just messing around doing transfers or manuals or who knows what, but like when I actually do a race lap, I'm done after like 20 seconds, which is insane because the heart rate even doesn't even spike up to as much as you do when you ride the moto, but a moto is it's just so much different. Yeah. I don't know how you can ride 30 minutes at, you know, maximum heart rate. And it doesn't feel like, you know, 187, 190. It feels like it's, you know, 170, but it's just, I think the adrenaline of riding a dirt bike just really tr- contributes a lot to that. That's true. Probably in your, your, it's your body, your mind, all that's used to it. So it's sort of routine. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's you know, what you had something, TJ. No, no, I was going to ask about the bike stuff, but go ahead. Scotty. Oh. Oh, okay. So, you know, looking forward to this season, obviously for a long time, your ultimate goal is obviously to win a championship and win races. So in order to achieve that, you have to break that down into smaller goals. You have to something achievable so that you can get to that point and slowly build momentum. So I was just kind of wondered what was some of your like smaller goals that you're working on right now to get you to your ultimate. Um, well, really the last, I would say week and a half has been, you know, the best riding that I've 
ever had. I, I feel great on the bike. I feel confident when I ride. Um, just small things that have been really going well recently. And we're, we've been working on some of our weak points. I mean, really been working on our weak points, mainly the whoops and, and also diet and eating. And I mean, we, we seem to be honing down on those and getting those pretty, pretty dialed right now. And small goal wise, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely better than I was last year. So I can definitely, I think get better results than what I was last year in my three races that I did. And yeah, so right now I feel like I'm, you know, sixth, seventh to fifth place guy. And, you know, the way that it's going, you know, a couple, couple more weeks, I could maybe be you know, close, closer to podium speed, who knows? Um, we still got a long time till East coast and, uh, yeah, I'm just working on, you know, my weak points and just trying to get stronger and, and better on the bike, but it's been great recently. Was the decision to ride East because they wanted you to have a little more time to get ready or was there some other, what, what was the thinking behind that? Well, a little bit of both us and them. Um, we, we originally started right. I mean, after outdoors, is the truth i'm telling the truth that we literally only took five days off and we were riding the next weekend at dungy ride day mm. uh at paula and yep. then that monday we were on supercross and we literally just worked whoops for about two weeks straight or something like that and we did a little bit of riding the track but mainly whoops so we were planning to do west like we were training to get ready for west but now you know the bike got a little bit more delayed we thought we were going to get it more mid-november uh, early november and ended up getting it you know, late November. Yeah. Yeah. That makes um, sense. I hate so with parts wise too, with, you know, how things are, it's hard for them to get parts. Like we had one silencer for the photo shoot, one pipe and silencer, and you know, it's still not all up to spec. The bike still has some work to be done. Um, I think motor wise as well that they, they can, that they know they can do and they're working on now, but it's just, you know, getting the parts in from, from Europe and mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that just needs some more time on the bike. And also, doing East is we we think a bit of a benefit because it's a new bike and you know the 450 guys since it's literally the same front, everything is the same except it's just got a 250 motor in it. Yeah, that, you know yeah. they're those guys are gonna find those race tweaks out when they when they go racing. You know, just stuff that you don't find when you're practicing. Just stuff comes out when you race is how it always is. So, you know, hopefully they'll get those tweaks fixed out and you know they'll be better for me once I get on it and race smart. It. Yeah. Smart. You, you talk about the plan to go East coast and I hear it from riders all the time. And they're like, Hey, the team, this, the team that, but it seems like a lot with your, I guess you coming in early and KTM kind of helping you, I guess, grow as a professional racer, I guess would be the best way to put it. It seems like, like y'all, you and your dad and the people around you, seem to be able to make the decisions on where you go and what you do next, where we don't hear that from a lot of other riders. They're like at the mercy of the team. Do, do y'all feel that way since y'all had a little, you seem to have a little more say about what you do and where you go. Well, yeah, I think for the team, it, it's a little bit easier for them to, you know, trust our decision because a lot of it has to do with my dad racing a lot and mm-hmm. having a lot of experience and, and knowing how, how it goes so <laughs> you know preparation is is key to everything in this sport and and a lot of things really pretty much everything yeah um so you know you got to be prepared right to get the right results and we feel that the best way to get the best results is to do east just with how much limited time we have on the bike if we i mean if we're going to do west coast it'd be probably a total of 
because like today it rains you have stuff like this where you don't ride and probably get like a total of 12 days on the bike before a one mm, totally yeah yeah definitely riding you can't, so you, can't ride on the weekends out here so so um, you're looking at your teammates and you're like ah, i'm glad i'm not you <laughs> <laughs> no i mean the bikes the bike's good i don't think anyone's stressing about the bike and actually they they've been on the bike for longer than i have they've been on it right. months before i even got on it so they're good on pre- preparation wise and man they've they've been they've been killing it out here even even marv's been been riding really good and yesterday he was he was really on it and coop is i've heard insanely, that yeah insanely on it right now like just a off story but first day that we showed up to the track testing like everyone was out there riding the first day everyone was riding um and coop was on fire like i've never seen him hit whoops that fast before so he was serious i did yeah recently he's been just even when he came out for the photo shoot he's still just hauling so yeah, he's motivated, uh, he, man. Yeah, he, he he's looking good. AP was real. I mean, I was surprised AP was out here. And, you know, Coop looks good. AP looks really good, too. But you think Coop would have the upper edge. But, I mean, they're pretty dang close. Right. So it, yeah. it's surprising just watching, like, I mean, he doesn't look like he's as good, but he's just as good or, or better sometimes. You can't judge um, AP speed just in judge. the whoops because he's like yeah. nine foot tall. So yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of teammates, you're the only 250 rider again, correct? Uh, yeah, on, on under the truck this year. Yeah. yeah. Can you just put in a word in with Ian and uh, Roger to, to give Joshua Reese a ride? Give him the other, give him West Coast, man. I love that kid. He was on Husky for a few minutes. He'd be a good pick, man. I like that kid. Are they? Are they? Because I seen he's on Instagram still riding the Husky with the graphics, and they got his number on there. So yeah, I'm not. I texted him the other day, and he said nothing's been done yet. So I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Tyler. Actually, with that swap mentioned, I was listening to them on the way out here. Swap Moto on the way. I heard it. They were saying that he's riding for free this year, and they're going to transfer his bike. He's going to ride the older model Husky is what they were saying. And they're See, going to travel Roger and transfer his bike for him. And right, well, it's the same team, basically. But, yeah, I just – I like that kid. I don't know how well you know him. Um, yeah, I know him well. We were yeah. on Orange Brigade. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I've been on it. Uh, he, he really impressed me at Hangtown. But, anyway, we don't need to talk about him right now. We're talking about you. Uh, you. You are working with Jacob Hayes. How's that going? And please tell me you are not using him for fashion sense. Um, no, fashion wise, I haven't mentioned a word to him. Okay. Cause yeah, um, if you show up with your girlfriend's shorts on, we're, we're not talking anymore, Max. <laughs> yeah. De- depending on the weather, if shorts are, are okay or not, but you know, well, yeah, but his, he wears shorts that look like they're his, his wife's just super short. Yeah, I he hasn't tight. worn them around me yet. So I haven't seen, well, when he does bust his balls about it, <laughs> right, but anyway, how is it working uh, with him? Yeah, it's been good. He's just been, he's been helping out a little bit. I mean, it's, it's not like he's with me all the time, full time. He comes out to the track and he helps and, and, uh, mainly he's been helping on the road bike a lot. He's been, that that's where he's really been, you know, focusing on because that's been one of my weaker points is always the road bike up North. When I was home, you know, not located down here, we have mountain bike trails everywhere. So I was always in the mountain bike, which is of course a little more higher heart rate, a little more like moto but never been huge into road bikes until yeah. you know, just during outdoors and now this past few months. And so he's been really helping me with, with that side of things and just really just having someone to go on a ride with. So I'm not riding by myself. 
Cool. Right on. I, I like Jacob a lot. He's a good guy. So you were talking yeah. about, um, my bad, improving with um, Hayes and stuff. So you kind of just came out of year one. You didn't get too many Supercross races under your belt, but you still got some. Um, so what do you think that you maybe learned most from that first year, the first three Supercrosses and outdoors? And then what are you mainly focused on getting better for this year? You mentioned the whoops earlier and your cardio and stuff. Um, is that really oh, yeah. your main focus? Yeah, seriously, uh, like seriously, the main focus is was getting better and more confident in the whoops because, yeah, we learned we, last year even going in. I remember that was our weakest point was the whoops, and yeah, we we knew it needed more work. But with the, you know, we could have went to the other coast, but we we felt good enough and ready to ride this coast. And and the way the benefit of how how I guess well I guess it was East last year that started first. Yeah, um, it was yeah. Houston with the benefit of, of, of doing like the back-to-back three races that we thought we could learn um, the most in the short amount of time. And, and it would give us some more time for outdoors that we really wanted to focus on mm. uh, as well for my first year. Um, so that's, that's really what we learned was whoops. Uh, <laughs> definitely want to be solid in the whoops because yeah, it's ended up taking me out of the season. Um, right. <laughs> besides that, always, you know, just always trying to be stronger, trying to be in better shape and, be stronger, better conditioning and, and strength wise. So that's, that's every year thing, um, for sure. But the main thing that we learned from Supercross was whoops. And then, uh, the main thing we learned from outdoors is, is diet. Um, we really learned and we did a lot of trial and error and finding out what works and what doesn't, uh, food wise. And yeah, we're, we're just, that's really the two things that were our biggest weak points. And that's the two things we've really been working a lot on, uh, in the past few months on this off season. I bet Jacob's been a pretty big help with that too. Having a guy that you can just step straight in that could basically go and battle with you on a daily basis when y'all go to the training track to be there with you. Yeah. Well, for sure. He's been a huge help. It's like, well, my dad, you know, training, he's more old school kind of how it was back then. Jacob's more of a recent guy and, and more, you know, recent technology. My dad never, got a dang road bike and rode for hours at a time you <laughs> yeah. know he never did that so he's like oh, i he he's always been like yeah it's sick it's stupid those guys out riding there for so long <laughs> on a bicycle just go for a run or something but yeah so that's that's kind of the why we wanted to bring him in just so he's you know more of a recent guy he he just raced you know last year yep um, yeah and he could still go out and make a main event yeah, like, no, no problem he, he's still good yeah, yeah for sure um yep. yeah he was killing it in 2020 yep yeah, you know, you know, you mentioned your dad last time we had you on. We talked about that relationship, and I, and, you know, I, I like your guys' relationship and how y'all been able to be successful with it. But you know, I was just thinking about now that you're getting older, you know, eighteen, nineteen, you're probably getting off to your own place and stuff like that. Just in what ways has that relationship with your dad kind of matured, and what's kind of what's kind of different about it now? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I I still got him a hundred percent involved all the time. Um, yeah, he's gotten me to where I'm at. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta keep him here for, I think as long as until I learn everything that, you know, he can teach me. Um, yeah, so we, he's, he's staying down with me in my, in my house down here. Um, he, he, he flies up North more to see my sister and my grandma and, and, uh, just family and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, yeah, he's still majorly involved and it really hasn't changed a lot since we're on amateurs, except he, I'm, you know, he's, he's trying 
little by little on certain things to let me have more control and, and trying to teach me the ropes some more. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Cause yeah, as you get older, like, like he was kind of alluding to, it's, you're going to want to be on your own a little bit more, you know, but your dad is so knowledgeable. You definitely always want to have him in your corner. So, Oh, you got something TJ? No, I was just going to oh. say we have a, I, I was just waiting for you to get done. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, no, we have a question from a, a listener. Okay. On YouTube, and he wants to know what do you think of the road bike versus the stationary bike? Do you use both? And yeah, I, yeah, I use both. I need to get one of those virtual trainers so I can ride inside on the on my computer or something. Because right. that's what Jacob just got that, and he was telling me about it. It's pretty sick. But I love. I mean, not that I like. I love love riding on a road bike. It's a. Uh, I like it. I like being outside more than I like being inside. That's for sure. Yeah, that makes um, sense. I don't want to look at a screen. <laughs> indoor, indoor road bike. I mean, I just do it for warm up, and sometimes I'll do you know a spin ride here and there just to you know get the acid out of my body. But I hate, I hate doing the inside. It's just so boring. I'd rather be outside on the road. Yep. Uh, I got one for you. So, speak. We were talking about fashion a little bit earlier. So, uh, you made a gear change this year, didn't you? Companies wise or yes, did you sir. change just gears or did you change helmets and everything uh or you yeah everything head to toe besides uh goggles so still scott your your scott goggles with fox head to toe from there yep okay sweet sweet well brought that change on anything in particular or just uh time to make a change um, well yeah i think it's just our t- the, the the deal with the tld thing was since i was supposed to be on tld ktm that right, year right that i still kind of had a contract with them so the deal was for me to go over to ktm that i wear their gear for a year and uh makes sense yeah they, they never said anything as in like oh we really want you here's a contract and we'll sign you right here and now but fox stepped in and we talked to them a little bit and they're like yeah we wanted you know give you a deal so nice we we just took that and yeah it's been great so far with them and uh kenny day has been he's been awesome no no complaints so far and and we've we've done a little bit of stuff um with the boot just some extra rubber just an extra layer of the rubber that's already on the boot so Mm -hmm. it's more flush but they also have a new boot coming out eventually um i'm not sure when anytime but um yeah that supposedly that is touched on 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 that new version but um yeah, we'll have to ask, we'll yeah. have to ask Kiefer about that next time we talk to him. He'll know. Yeah, right, Scotty. You know, it's it's so cool that the guys that you're getting to ride with, you're like you're you're pretty much riding with you know probably arguably one of the fastest practice track guys that there is. And so I, you know, riding with those guys are are you kind of like are you hanging with them a little bit? Are you getting to like are they do they using you as like a rabbit? Like like. Like are are you know like where 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 do you compare with those guys when you're out on the track with them? They're pass they're, they're practicing block passing with it. <laughs> do, they, do they punch up the track and you go put a new radiator on or? No, no, not like. Of course, sometimes they're on the same track and you you can see them on the other side. Um, close wide. I mean, these guys up on the test track are extremely good, and sometimes it's it's frustrating just how good they are. Um, Sometimes you just some days you're off, some days you're on. Same same for them. Sometimes they have off days and yeah. Um, close wise, like you know, I'm close. I'm not the same speed by any chance, but I'm not far off either. That's, but that's yeah, they're, I... they're definitely solid and dialed in on on the test tracks up there for sure. I got one thing about the test 
test track I wanted to ask. You watch the videos and the stuff online and see these guys on the test track, especially for Supercross, and they're all hitting a rut that's halfway up the side of the jump. You know what I mean? Like off the triple face. The like, A-line. Yeah. yeah, yeah what, like, like there's, they're never going to do that during a race. Why do they do that during practice every day? Like, like you know what I mean? Like the line that goes off the side of the jump. Yeah. Yeah. Does your dad ever get onto you and tell you not to hit those lines? Are you still just, just do it? <laughs> to be honest, I don't like hitting them because they're kind of sketchy and I, I kind of avoid them. Yeah. Usually they're only off the triple faces mainly, but, uh, especially the tracks that we have, like, I just don't like jumping off the edge of the jump. Like you're just cutting the edge so close just to save some time here at, at the practice track. I just, I, I haven't hit one. I don't think yet this year. So yeah. Cause they're, they're not going to do that during a race. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just, sometimes the guys are just racing each other on lap times and they just want to be better than the other guy, no matter if it's taking a cut line off the side or, or just, uh, yeah, I don't know really. Cause I, I'm not into I'm not into taking the A line, but is it I like, know Alden Alden cracks whips on those guys back there and on on the A lines. He'll he'll go put a hay bale or, or <laughs> track markers or, or so what I've heard at least. Yeah, I haven't, if you I haven't ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two more things but, I got for you, real quick. Um, at Hangtown, when I was talking to you post, uh, you were actually in the truck about to leave, and you said, uh, you know, next year you're going to be stronger. Basically, you're going to be bigger. Uh, is that something you've been focusing on? Some weight training, putting some some weight on you, some muscle. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely, I've stepped up my gym game uh, on this off season. Um, you know, when, it, when you ride a lot, you don't have you have to be careful on managing yourself mm-hmm. and not overdoing it because it's so easy to to overdo it. It's way easier on it's way easier to do the work than to do the recovery. You know. Yeah, so yeah, when sure. you're in the gym, you're, you're motivated. You got music going. You just want to do more. But um, the gym work has been stepped up, but not to the point to where I'm completely done for the next day and I can't have another productive day. So we've been managing it. We we do gyms. We do gym, uh, you know, twice a week and a lot of we twice twice a week on the road bike and four days of riding. So okay, smart program, man. So uh, you guys know what you're doing. I was just curious. Uh, last question: How's your, how's our boy Young Buck doing? Uh, he's doing good. Yeah, yeah. he's been, yeah, he, he got the new bike looking real good for the photo shoots. And I, I actually think my bike looks the best out of anyone else's on the team with the black side plates. But, you know, it might just be my own, my own opinion. But I dig yeah, it. I, it guards. I like black. Hand, hand I, guards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks good, man. I like it. Austin's a cool kid, man. I, I like that kid. So uh, I was glad we met at Hangtown and uh, I think he's going to be a good mechanic for you. Yeah. Yeah. He's been really good. Anybody else got anything for Max before we let him go? One more? Tyler, one more. All right, just real quick. Um, so coming into this year, what kind of is, where do you want to, at the end of this year, what do you want to say that you accomplished? Like, you know, top threes, you got a race win. What exactly do you want to get done race. this we're year? We're getting a race win. Oh, yeah, win. we're getting one for sure. But what, what do you want to get done this year? Yeah, I mean, definitely race win for sure. And if not one, uh, multiple. Um, three. Let's go uh, three. Yeah, three race one. I mean, three hey, supercrosses and three you, outdoors. You, you win. You win one race, and they can change everything for you. Yep. So. They always say yeah, that second I mean, one comes easier. Hey, I'll be at Minneapolis. Yeah. We just talked about that, TJ. You know, maybe yeah. we, you know, maybe we just have some interference with some of the other riders, and yeah, 
What are, what, what, we do what we do. Put, put some water Max, and some Max, gas. If you Max see a streaker all, all at Minneapolis, it's we'll to help you. We'll take care of the rest. <laughs> no. Max doesn't need any help. It's going to be good, man. I can't wait. It's, I'm looking forward to it, dude. But uh, I, I appreciate you coming on, Max. You've always been good to us. And your dad and Cherubies, of course. So we appreciate a little bit of time with you and look forward to seeing you at Mini, I guess. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It's All right, but tell uh, tell your dad I said hi. I think Brian's actually watching on YouTube right now fully. So. <laughs> Pretty sure my dad's watching too. <laughs> oh, yeah? Sweet. Well, Talon's, yeah. Talon's a, a rad dude, and we, yeah. we appreciate more than we can acknowledge a Cherubies being our title sponsor. So if not for a Cherubies, we probably wouldn't be going to a lot of these races. So it's, it's awesome. But thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Max. Take care. We'll see you soon. See ya. All right, bye. Uh, that is Max Bolin, Cherubies USA, brought to you by Cherubies and Blood Lubricants. Uh, I want to give a shout-out also to Power Band Racing, who is back on board for 22. Also, if you guys have WP suspension, Power Band Racing out in Florida, man, they're hooking things up. Power Band Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing the best service and products. They are a WP-authorized service center and look forward to serving the Moto X Pod Show listeners Follow them on Instagram and Facebook or email us at MotoXPodShow at gmail.com for more info. And here's something I want to touch on. This is kind of cool. Checkers came on board with Race Tech as our co-title sponsor this year. And Checkers was cool enough to go, hey, I, I know the power band racing has been a part of your sh- deal, and we're not asking you to drop them. Like, we're cool. Yep. Two suspension companies because he said, I have so much respect for what they do. So that's just really cool of Checkers to do that. And Billy at Power Band was cool. So we have both of them on. Um, obviously, Race Tech is a bigger part of the show. But Billy, man, if you're down in Florida in that area and you have WP, that's what they specialize in. You can hit, hit Power Band up. Hit up Billy. They're, they're rad. Well, the cool thing about dealing with somebody like that is they, they can do other suspension. And we deal with other suspension companies through the years. Mm-hmm. Everybody has. But when you have someone like Power Band who is an authorized dealer for WP, who knows that stuff in and out, they're going to know some of the little tweaks. And if you have the WP suspension and you're in that area, you may not be able to get better service than what they offer you from anybody just because that's what they focus on. Yeah. You know, somebody who makes cakes every day is not going to make it that good of a hamburger. You know what I mean? So that's pretty cool. Well, and he, they're, Billy told me they're, they're actually doing suspension for one of the supercross riders. I don't know if it's been announced yet, Yeah. but this guy, the, the, the particular rider reached out to Billy and said it's some of the best stuff he's ever rode. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. And that wasn't like solicited information. The guy reached out to Billy and said, this is the best my bike's ever felt. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that name's out there just yet, so I don't want to touch on it. But uh, let's take another commercial break, and we'll be back with Josh Jelly Ellingson. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burr Motorsports. It's Shock Socks. 
the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at, at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you, as always. Next up, we are back with, uh, well, brought to you tonight by Racetech, our co-sponsor. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOX to save. Tonight, Racetech brings us Josh Jelly Ellenson. What's up, dude? Hey, how are you doing? Doing good, man. So it's been a little while since we've had you on. Uh, you have moved from the 250 program to the 450 program, former Justin Cooper mechanic, now for the you know former champ Eli Tomac, dude, how is that going? Uh, it's going good actually. It's a bit of a bit of a different program from the 250 to the 450 side. Um, some new people that we work work side by side a little bit with, mm-hmm. but um, it's uh, some new some new faces. And then Eli new to the team. It's going pretty well. Other than personnel and Eli's preferences and character traits is there a significant difference in your day-to-day from the 250 program to the 450 program um a little bit it's uh with eli kind of being back and forth in colorado and then him coming to florida a little bit like i'm used to having justin there with all the time whereas eli's kind of coming in we're testing and then he's going back to colorado and California, so it's, uh, it's a little different. Hey, Josh, we're losing you. You, you. you went out for a minute. Oh, shoot. There, oh, there you guys. go. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. I'm back. You're good. Um, yeah. No, I was just in uh, back and forth. Yeah. It's a little bit different um, with Eli kind of coming in and out from into California and then uh, coming into Florida. And then going back to Colorado, it's it's a little bit different. Yeah, I can imagine yeah, a lot more travel, which isn't necessarily fun. Um, was there anything in particular that made you decide to make the move, or was it decided for you? You know, how was how was Justin about it? I mean, because you were pretty tight with Justin. Yeah, um, the choice to move up to the 450 to work for Eli was my own choice. They approached me after um, towards the end of the season last year if it was something that I'd be interested in. So I took some time to think about it and, uh, it, 
Basically, I mean, it came down to I had to make the decision based off for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard to leave Justin because we had such a good relationship and we were uh, we worked four years together. So right. it was it wasn't an easy choice at all. But um, it's pretty hard to say no to work for a guy like Eli. Um, he's a he's a veteran. He's a champion. He's one of the I would say one of the best in the sport. So it's uh, it was it was a no brainer, but it was it was really hard to make that choice. Yeah, and I guess if you look down the road just a little bit, like Eli might be one and done. We don't know, maybe two years, but maybe he goes out, and then Justin moves up, and you're back with Justin anyway. Yeah, and then that could happen. And it's me and Justin. We left each other on a good note. We're still friends. We're yeah. still we still hang out. We still talk. Like there was no hard feelings. He understood, and uh, I mean, it, yeah, it could come back around, and we could be together again. Sure, for sure. So speaking of working with uh, Eli, that first day that you like officially got to go out and you know go to the test track with him, what went through your mind? Like, what were you thinking? You know, like that's Eli Tomac, or was it all right? Let's get to work. Let's get this thing done for this year. Well, it was uh, it was a little bit of both. Like, obviously, the first day, first time he's riding the bike, and we had a lot of people out there shooting the video for Yamaha, shooting the video for Monster. Like, it was a little nerve-wracking in the sense you wanted everything to go perfect. You wanted him to be happy on it. And, uh, I mean, everything did go smooth and no issues, but, I mean, it was a little nerve-wracking at first just because it was the first day. Yeah, yeah. I Well, I've, I've heard his, his expect, expectations are extremely high. You know, I know, all these guys have high expectations, but – he can be kind of demanding. Have you? I mean, have you noticed a character trait that like that? That it, wow, he he really has high expectations, more maybe more than normal. Um, I wouldn't say it's kind of a it's kind of different. Like yeah, it's almost in the sense it's a little easier in the sense of um, maybe his expectations are so high, but he can relay the messages to get something done. Cool. Like okay. there's no question. He just says, "Oh, we need to do this and this." Yeah. Okay. No problem. It just in I feel it makes it a little easier. Like you know what directions to go. You know what he doesn't like. You know what he does like. There's no guessing or questioning. It's I want this. I want that, and it's done. Like oh, it, it is okay. a little easier. Good answer, man. Yeah, I like that. So when we first found out that Tomac was going to Yamaha, and right after when. Um, Ferrandis won the outdoor title. I I was thought you know Ferrandis has kind of established himself as one of the guys, and he probably is the guy at star now with Tomac coming over. You know they're both kind of alpha guys. I kind of thought that that would really bring the best out of both of them, and like kind of put a really good like fiery competitiveness between the two of them, and really bring bring the best out of their game. Has have we kind of seen any of that, or like what's what's been going on with with their relationship? Um. Well, obviously, it's both going to elevate their riding, elevate their training. I mean, they both uh, they see each other in Florida now, and I would say that it's only going to bring good things to both of them. Mm-hmm. Like you see, That's Dylan on the bike his his first year shows up and wins the outdoor title. Like that proves something that the bike is capable of doing it, and then Eli is i would say 
he's really good in supercross and dylan sees that so he can see that the bike is capable to do well in supercross watching him in florida so i think it's going to bring both sides to the ball game of supercross and outdoors i was hoping that that was going to be the case i'm glad to see it working out that way we heard you know dylan openly say on pulp max and a couple other places i think maybe some of the podium stuff like like I, Eli was coming. Like he has so much respect for Eli. He's like I, I didn't think I could beat Eli, or like I knew Eli was going to catch me. You know, basically because he, he he openly expressed how much respect he has for Eli. So I think, at least from Dylan's perspective, there's a lot of respect there, and I, I feel like Eli is that way. Unless unless there's some issue on the track that maybe changes that opinion at some point. So I think that's pretty cool. I think it's going to be a good relationship just based off the fact that there is respect there. Yeah, they both respect each other and. Dylan, I think, looks up to Eli a little yeah, bit, like yeah. as a fan. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. As of right now, the respect's there, and they're still going to race each other. But I feel once back at the truck, there's no problems <laughs> between them. Nice. Talking about the move up to the 450, a lot of guys either like move up with a rider, so they see him testing the 450 while they're still racing the 250, all that kind of stuff. Um, you just kind of jumped right into the 450. What's the advantages and disadvantages of working on a 250 versus a 450 or vice versa? Well, uh, what's great about the 250 is the weight of the engine pulling it out compared to a 450. (laughs) (laughs) That's one thing about it. Sure. I think it's heavy. And I mean, the bikes are pretty similar. There's not too much differences between them. Um, like on the 450, things are a little bit tighter, as you get under the tank and cause the engine's bigger. So it takes up more space, but, oh, yeah. um, mechanic wise, it's not too much different, but now setting the bike up chassis wise, just having the extra power of the 450 changes the game of how to set up the bike. You got, I mean, a monster under there that's trying to suck the thing to the ground. So you've got to plan accordingly to that and yeah. maybe some 250 settings yeah. Won't work on the 450, but there is some things that transfer over that um, have made it not too difficult. But um, other than that, they're they're very similar bikes. All right, here's the million dollar question: You just switched two riders. Which one's harder on the bike, and which one's more picky? Um, I feel like I, I would say Eli is very is yeah. a lot more harder on the bike than Justin. Justin's actually really easy on the bike. Yeah. But um, picky wise, uh, I I was still Eli in the sense <laughs> of he just knows what he wants. Right, Justin yeah. he can he can hop on the bike and ride whatever is on there. Um, so I you, mean, so he we, has his needs and wants, but Eli also has needs and wants too. So like moving a lever up one millimeter or down <laughs> one millimeter, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, or going right back to where it was. Yeah, <laughs> my bars need to be adjusted. Yeah, yeah. Um, h- how are you with two strokes? Um, I didn't, oh I God. didn't have much of a I didn't have much of an upbringing through the two stroke game. Tell, I you, only, tell him you have no clue. Because you know where, he's, you know where he's going with he, this, right? He wants Tom, help you don't on, even know how to mix oh, gas. I got you. Yeah. You're getting ready to gear up on that Yamaha that you're receiving. Huh? I am, I am, and I might have, I might need some help from uh, <laughs> Yamaha Tech 
Yamaha mechanic, man. So yeah, you know, might have to bring it down. When I, I don't had, know where I'll be. I could be yeah. Colorado, Florida, California. You have to catch when me at a good time. When I had my Honda, I would text Goose and uh, Berluti. But now I'm, I'm having Yamaha, so it's you and Rankin. There's an Arlington what? XX. You got to come well, to Dallas Rankin, at some Rankin's point. KTM now. Well, the, yeah, but he, yeah, he had a little bit of you know time. I guess yeah, you and. Uh, I guess yeah, Rankin's out until I get a KTM. You're right, he did switch. So yeah, yeah. he traded. And did traded. did, uh, did uh, Matt is Matt still there? or Did he move too? Nope, Matt. Uh, Matt moved on. Yep, that's what I thought. Okay, so yeah, you're you're my only. Well, no, Aaron's still there, right? With Dylan, uh, Alex or Alex? I mean, yeah, sorry, Alex. Yeah, yep. so okay, you, all right, you and Alex are my guys. I well, guess you can't even get hit the, his name right. Dylan's name, yeah, the mechanic's screwed, name right. So screwed yeah. his name up. But, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Anyway, he for sure isn't going to help now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of unique the Star Team. You know, y'all are y'all are kind of give a blue collar vibe. You know, started from you know the way it's grown and then become successful. But you know, now y'all are one of considered one of the factory guys, even though you're really not a factory team with the decades of factory research and stuff that other teams have done. I just kind of wondered they blew the factory team out of the water. Yeah, and then, and then and then y'all are having success. So I I just wanted to kind of see what your what you thought the vibes were in that team and like what 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 do you like most about being part of that star program? Yeah, um, were you saying vibes with star or vibes yeah. that ha- with the okay it's star? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's like just the personnel and everyone we have around, like it keeps it a little bit more, I would say, I wouldn't want to say a loose program, but it's just a little bit more relaxed than I feel compared to the factory programs in the sense of, I mean, we have barbecues, we hang out, um, we're at the shop and we do, I mean, we all work hard and get our work done, but you can walk in a shop and bust each other's balls a little bit. Right. And we're all just, it's kind of like, I mean, you got to be around those people every day. So you kind of form like a little bond, a little bit of a family and it just makes everyone that's, whether you're there late or a normal hour, you're at least having fun at some point of the day. And I think having good vibes on a team also, transfers over to the racing and the riders and everyone's morale at the races. And I feel that transfers into good results too. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought I was thinking while you were talking, I, I mentioned Matt a minute ago, he moved on to like working on spaceships or some shit, didn't he? SpaceX. Yeah. He, Matt went to uh, SpaceX. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Anyway, that's off topic. I just, it just hit me what he was doing. Uh, real quick. So circling back to kind of, you were talking about the bonds with the team within the team, but kind of, so Eli's is completely new to the team and new to you as you as mechanic. So what are you really working on to make sure that he feels that bond and relationship with you by a one to make sure that y'all two are ready to rock and roll together? Um, we've been actually spending a lot of time together. I've been making, uh, making it a point to make the trips, go to Colorado and spend time with him and Kyle as practice guy. And then him coming to Florida and then me and him going out to California. So we've been trying to work together as much as possible and learn each other, have him learn how I work and me learn how he works and what makes him hit the best himself on the track. So it's basically just been putting in the time together. 
Yeah. Just don't don't put your foot down, dude. Tell him. Look, I know how to win championships. You just listen to me. <laughs> yeah. I won one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey. Okay, so you know, AP and uh, Mookie are gone. Those guys are personalities, and they're known for it. So, who who's kind of the out of the riders? Who's kind of the com uh, the comic relief guy now? Like, who who kind of took that spot? Uh, I don't think kids. anyone can fill their spot. Wow. Oh, I mean, it's got to be somebody now. Yeah, I thought Levi Romano. I mean, the, the younger yeah, kids yeah, coming yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Those two, yeah. Levi and Romano, I think they're uh, they're working their way into those spots. Yeah. <laughs> but on the pro side, I'm not, or I guess Levi, yeah, yeah. he's pro, but sure. um, they're uh, they're getting there. Uh, those are some big shoes to fill with those two guys. Well, well, what did it feel like when it when those guys were first gone? Is it was there like something like that whole team, dude? Like him and Jericho and Matt, yeah. and then their riders were all so fun. That was the most fun pit to go under they so were the most oh, welcoming. kind of weird they were the most welcoming and they were goofy and joking and yeah that's it's it's got to be a bit of a bummer yeah and it's i mean we all had a good relationship yeah. and but you see you want to see everyone move on and succeed too so sure whether that's moving to a different team or moving to a different occupation um everyone's pretty happy for each other so that's cool man yeah but um I got two more things for you. Um, have you talked to Kranz at all? Like, you know, Kranz, longtime mechanic for Eli, knows the guy well. Have you talked to him at all? Like, hey, you got any pointers, anything, you know, maybe I should know? Uh, no, I haven't uh, actually got the chance to talk to Kranz. I know we've talked, the team has talked to maybe him a little bit or yeah. something, just a little setup things or grips or something silly. But uh, no, I haven't got a chance to speak with him. At all, actually. Gotcha. He's a he's a cool dude. Uh, last one, just a congratulations, man. I saw on Instagram you and your your chick got bought, your wife bought your first house. Yeah, we uh, bought our first house in Tallahassee, Florida. It was a bit of a bit of a crazy process, but I'm glad yeah. that's over with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Florida. Florida's about to get real crowded. Everybody seems to be moving to Florida. Florida or yeah. Texas? Everybody's leaving Cali and yeah. Come, yeah, here and there in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it was just cool. I mean, in California to try to buy a house is pretty <laughs> insane. Yeah. So to have the opportunity in Florida to be able to buy a house is pretty special. It's um, it's an investment, and we'll we'll see how it goes. Cool, man. Yeah, I'm coming down. How how I don't know the layout of Florida very well, but how close is Tallahassee to Tampa? It is about shoot. Um, Top to bottom, long way. Probably three hours. Three yeah, okay, or four hours. all right. I'm coming. Tampa's to... more at the bottom of the pin. Yeah, I'm coming to Tampa next through. September for Iron Maiden, and I guess Jericho lives there. So I think we're gonna get together. And then like Sean Brennan from Feld lives there. So I didn't know how close you were, man. I thought, well, we get together and have some dinner or something. But well, maybe I'll have to make it down to Iron Maiden. <laughs> there you go. That's, let's, you got I can't believe Jericho didn't even invite me though. It's like he's forgotten about me. Oh uh, well, well, we'll just not let him go then. Yeah, I think we'll get tickets and just cut him out. I like it. Let's do it, man. Let's. Uh, we got a year to plan it. We'll have some a good time. It'd be my first time to Florida, other than WW Ranch, which that was quick. So it's gonna be a good time. But anyway, Josh, dude, looking forward to seeing what all you accomplished this year and how Eli does and. Um, it's going to be a fun year. Look forward to seeing you A1, dude. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for having me on, and uh, hope you have a good rest of your show. You too, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Yep, thanks. Right, Bye.
Josh Jelly Ellingson, man. It's yeah. I I think it sounds like he's got it figured out, guys. Yeah. He sounds like he's right. They're ready yeah. to rock and roll for a one. I like that he was. You know, I again I've heard that Eli can be very very demanding and hard sometimes to deal with, and I like that he was like. No, it makes it easier, dude. He knows exactly what he wants. I do what he wants, and boom, no guess game. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I find that out with with most any job you wind up. If your boss tells you what they want, it, you <laughs> can easy to get you it can done. Do that, but if they don't verbalize what they want, yeah. So I can understand what well, he's saying. I think well, this will be good. Well, no, yeah, well, what do you, what you think? want? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that may be also um, the difference between Eli's experience and and Justin's experience, right? I mean, Justin's. They been around for a while, but he's still young. He's still, you know, so Eli just probably, look, this is exactly what I want. He knows how to relay it, and maybe Justin's still learning that. You know, those guys are still I mean, for pretty young. I mean, a guy like, like Tomac at this point in his career, I mean, it's it's completely business. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, he, no doubt. He comes in, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an established guy. I'm not trying to learn this and that. I, I have a family now. Like, let's come in. Yeah, let's do my job. job. Let's get out. Like, I don't have time to be like, hey, well, you know what? The bars kind of felt <laughs> weird. Can we kind of tweet? Like, no, like, they need to be this here, and then I can do this. And like, right. I, that's the way it should work, and I think that's going to be really, really Like I said earlier before we even talked to him that I think that the bike thing's not going to hold him back as much as people think it will. Well, the mechanic rider combo, they, they seem like a pretty good match yeah. together as well. Straight shooters, I like yeah, that. Yeah, both straight shooters, straight forward with each other, and they're they're going to speak what's on their mind, and they're going to speak it right then and there. But you're going to yep. get nothing but positive out of him, so I, I think it's going to be the proof is in the pudding deal. Let's see them. Let's see Eli on the track. You know, because there's, there's a like, like I said, he's probably one of the fastest guys that can throw a leg over a bike in Supercross right now. But we the, the, won, the, the only one championship. That I've heard, and I guess we probably should have asked him what we had him was. Uh, I've heard that the Yamaha should cure a lot of his start problems. Uh oh, I know what his start problems were. Is that hydraulic clutch? His starts went to crap as soon as he went to hydraulic clutch. Same thing on the on the Honda when he was on Honda. They had a hydraulic clutch. Whenever he they should have hired TJ. Whenever <laughs> it fixed it. it, his starts were bad with the hydraulic. It's it's on off. It really is. The is Japanese, the hydraulic clutch why it was always smoking too? That the the clutches oh, are, didn't help. The clutches are on off with that yeah. with the Japanese. I don't know if y'all have ridden the Japanese hydraulic clutch versus what K, KTM does it better. It's just their spring setup inside their clutch pack. So, right anyways. Top privateers like Kyle Chisholm, Ben LeMay, and Ryan Brees, as well as many of the top GNCC guys like Craig Long, choose X-Brand with multiple lines to choose from, such as EKS-S, the GOX Flatout, and all the all-new Lucid with the Wave Latch quick-release lens system. You are sure to find a goggle for you at the price you want to pay. Wow. I just flubbed it, dude. Can't beat that price. I flubbed it, read as usual. Hit me up, DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing, or go to your local dealership and ask for X Brand distributed through WPS. Check them out at xbrand.com. We'll be right back with Tom Jornet. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 
414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbiusA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo thank you. All right, up next, our next guest is brought to you by Fly Racing, which has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Fly Racing is the only choice if you want the best. Just ask current riders like Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Damon Bradshaw, Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, and many more. Check out your local dealership and ask for Fly Racing, as well as the endless list of products offered by WPS. Tonight, Fly Racing brings us Tom Jornet, Tommy Tenders, Film Guy Tom, all Team Fried, the, the main guy at Team Fried. What's up, Tom? Hey, how's it going? Not much. How so are many you guys? names, dude. So many names. <laughs> Aliases. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's for when the popo comes. Dude, man, it's yeah, uh, you, it's funny. You know, I've seen you so many times, and we've said hi, but we've really never just – you're always – you. I was telling Scotty a little while ago because he's going to Glendale to be his first Supercross as quote-unquote media. And he's like, well, I'm really you know, be excited to talk to Tom. I was like, dude, that guy's moving a million miles an hour. Like, he – you're not going to get a chance to like visit with him on race day. The dude is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I feel like whenever I'm able to shoot the races, um, there's just so much going on between 450s going out, 250s going out. It's just, you know, a constant variation between both. And um, in between those moments, too, you know, I'm, I, I'm definitely trying to get to the next, you know, spot of wherever I want to film or, you know, grab a battery, something like that. And, uh, uh, yeah, there's just so much going on. I, I definitely do try to take the time to speak to people briefly, but, um, yeah, it's just, you know, how crazy it oh, is. Oh yeah. Do you go into a race? Like I know with outdoors, you were doing stuff for pro motocross, but if you like at a supercross, do you have an agenda throughout the day? Like, all right, I need to hit this. I need to hit this. Or do you just kind of go, oh, let's see where, where the wind takes me. 
Um, I guess it kind of depends. With Supercross, I was fortunate enough in 2019 to shoot for um, Husqvarna. Yep. So I had throughout the day, I was able to have full access to kind of everything. So I kind of created my own routine on race day of what I wanted to do. Let's say before practice, all right, let's get all the bikes nicely done, you know, a little bit of establishing shots. And then just, yeah, throughout my day, kind of check off the uh the list of what i need uh to kind of create the video but um nowadays um i don't know it's kind of different um last year i wasn't able to shoot much because of a lot of restrictions regarding yeah. i guess covid and everything so um it was kind of a a, a weird experience for me because i was able to just kind of sit back and just kind of watch as a fan if that makes sense i was able to be in the husqvarna pit with jason and uh i didn't really do much other than during practice actually film his own practice so he can look back on um footage and kind of whenever he needed something pretty much be that man friend to kind of help him out with <laughs> yeah. with whatever it was you know what i mean so sure. i did that at the beginning of the supercross season and once i kind of noted or realized that you know there wasn't going to be too much for me to be done. I um, kind of stepped away a little bit and just kind of went to um, select rounds just to also save money, just because sure. it made no sense, to, you know, me to be there and kind of do not, not nothing on my end. Right, right, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so you know the the way that they kind of promote and all the media that they do for Supercross, it's, I mean, and it needs to be. It's really catered towards children, and you know, honestly, part of the production thing can kind of be kind of lame sometimes. And I feel like your content and what what Team Fried brings to the media of the sport is really the direction that some of these marketing partners need to go. And I just wonder, do, do any of those guys ever like have talked to you about maybe some ideas? Or are you trying to get ideas in front of them, or like are they just kind of a closed brick wall? Like, kind of kind of talk about uh, how how all that works. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, it kind of depends on the the brands, I guess you'd say, and, and even events. Um, it's definitely different. I mean, I've done kind of both sides of the deal where I've done client work and very corporate stuff where there's not too much creative freedom. Whereas in team fried, it's kind of, you know, our little, our little thing of whatever we want to make it, I guess. So, um, a couple of people have, and actually this, this summer, I was very fortunate enough to, you know, work obviously with pro motocross and that whole crew. And, um, they were really cool and extremely open to, um, all my ideas and especially my selection of music. I think, um, especially on social media um there's a lot of videos revolving around music and um i really try to i guess push that side of things um especially with outdoors and i think for the most part um there was a lot of good feedback yeah 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 your stuff's yeah your stuff's taken off like crazy over the last few years it's insane yeah it's crazy yeah. so <laughs> you had touched on something that i was curious about with like is is do they give you a list or have you had your hand slapped or anything about things that you have either like put out there video wise or tried to cover something that that the supercross or pro motocross were like no don't do that ever again or anything like that um not really i think the only <laughs> the only time something i i really got in trouble for something was um 
Ah, when was it? It was Supercross. It was that Supercross season that I was able to film for Husqvarna. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember, I don't know if you guys remember, this was in Dallas. Um, Jason in qualifying went down in the whoops. He got like a little sideways and sketchy and went off the track and hit the medic crew. And uh, I got the whole sequence and the guy was okay or whatever, but it was, you know, a little funny. And and Jason, as soon as we got back to the rig, I was like, hey, I got that. He's like, dude, send me that. So I sent him immediately and he posted it and uh yeah they weren't too pumped on it and and, which is understandable because you know obviously they they don't want to kind of promote that kind of stuff but um other than that um there was also another time when we first started team fried that summer um let's say i think high point or red bud when the fan chants really started happening at the podiums I was like, oh, man, all right, are, are they going to be cool with this? Because, I mean, it was kind of crazy at Red, but it was crazy. You know, it was. It's yeah. crazy everywhere now, yeah. dude. Our guys in the black suits stop it. come around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> they can't stop it now. It's it's taking yeah. over, dude. It's like the Juggalos. Yeah. No, but it it's awesome, too, you know, especially those those people that are screaming it. I mean, if it wasn't for them, you know, obviously I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to, to, to be doing this. So, um, yeah, it's it's awesome. One of our listeners here on YouTube, uh, Mike Golden, just had a comment, said he loved the Team Fried mix from Unadilla with Sabbath, Children of the Grave. It's like one of the best ones you've ever done is what he says. See, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I'm a metalhead, so yeah. I'm always like – and, and you, you have a great interview recent, that just posted from Gypsy Tales about a week ago. So if you guys want to know more about Tom, three hours with Gypsy Tales, man, you get all the inside <laughs> stuff. It's awesome. But I do appreciate the, that the, the music has evolved because – Unlike you, I'm not really a hip-hop guy, so I like that you're mixing yes. it up with all these different styles of music. Um, it's really cool, man. So, yeah, that's your choices of music is, in my opinion, for me, has gotten better. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I agree, too. I, I do think I've uh, sort of uh, grown into a different style of, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, choice of music, and I've been it's been crazy. And it, it sucks, too. I'm, I use Spotify and uh at the end of the year they kind of give you a recap on the year and this whole year i've been listening to such a variety of music and i was looking forward to my uh to my recap of the year yeah. and it turns out i'm still listening to just as much rap and i was like damn it i was like come on i was like i wanted to see something different yeah yeah that's funny <laughs> so yeah so kind of going off of the filming and editing so when did you like kind of realize that the candle had kind of been lit underneath you wanting to be a filmer editor and then kind of what was the first steps that you made to make this your career now and your livelihood? Oh, wow. Um, honestly, I, I've always had like a, a big passion for cameras and, uh, growing up, I've always been interested in them, but, um, in high school, I really took it to the next step on trying to learn it. I was fortunate enough to take some classes with it and, um, also self teach myself. So I uh, spent a lot of hours just kind of learning the craft and uh, started filming moto at the same time. Um, obviously at that era, verb moto was huge. So I was getting, um, inspired a lot by those guys and um yeah just got really lucky um one of my local race races um verb moto was there and i kind of 
pitched out to them, Hey, if you guys want something, I can, you know, do it for you. And they, they said, yes, you know, normally that, that never happens. So I had that opportunity. And and once that happened, I kind of uh, just kept uh, trying to go after it. I told Wes, you know, <clears throat> Hey, I'm, I'm available whenever. And he took me on to a couple more races. And, and then later on, I guess, um, uh, it, it just got crazy and crazier. Next thing you know, I was in California and shooting some of these guys. I met Cooper Webb and, and, and yeah, I guess the rest is history as they say. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I, uh, also my personality, I feel like I'm a pretty uh, friendly person. So I've been able to create a lot of good relationships with people. And, um, I guess, you know, if I put a good, um, impression on people, word gets around like that and, and I get to meet, more people, I guess, you know, it's funny how that works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, I try to not burn bridges. I don't, exactly. I hope I haven't burned anything yet. And I, I hope <laughs> not to at all. Um, no. but yeah, I just try to be everyone's friend. Yeah. So you mentioned meeting uh Cooper Webb there, but when was kind of the first time that either you went to Jason or met Jason and brought up the whole starting team fried, or did Jason come to you and be like, Hey, let's, you know, start this. Or was it, Kind of yeah. just a mutual thing between the two of y'all? Yeah, kind of a mutual thing. Um, I met Jason, uh, I think I just talked about this with Gypsy Tales, and yeah. I think it was uh, I think it was like uh, right before Minios in 2016 or 17. It's one or the other. And um, basically, at the time with Moto, Andrew Campo, um, he was working over there and told us, hey, stay at my buddy Jason's house. So we went there um, before Minios and we got along and kind of never left. So, yeah, and you didn't it was, know it was um, Jason Anderson when he said that, right? He was just my yeah, friend Jason. Yeah. I and mean, like, like, oh. like, yeah. And like, I knew, I knew obviously yeah. of Jason, but when I was, you know, at the time um, I filmed him before with Ferb and I was like, yeah, he's, you know, he's cool, but I wasn't like, you know, Oh my God, like this is crazy. And I, not nothing like that obviously, but yeah. 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 But um, yeah, with the whole team fried thing, um, Fast forward to 2019, we were doing a bunch of stuff together. And uh, in 19, right before Outdoors, we had this little group chat thing between all of our friends. And just, I don't know, it, we just randomly decided to start putting videos out. And the day before Hangtown on press day, we made one and we we're like, screw it, let's do it. So that, that brings me to a question I had with our sport being like so parent driven, so... I guess you'd call it like like family stuff. The name Team Fried yes. seems to, with some parents, resonate as having negative connotations. And yes. I, we know Jason is is keeps to himself, but we've had the, I guess you say, the ability to kind of see behind the curtain. We know who he is. He's a good person and all that kind of stuff, real nice guy. But have you all had any kickback by calling it Team Fried or any of that kind of stuff? No, not really. To be honest, I guess when we first started, people were just like, okay, what, what's this? But, um, we never really had any issues with it. Um, I guess, yeah, like I said, when we first started, um, some people were questioning it, nothing really, we got really good feedback. Um, just the team, uh, at the time Husky was like, Hey, like, let's maybe cool it on, you know, dropping the F bombs in the videos, which is understandable. But other than that, I mean, uh, if anything, there's more just parents that are stoked. Like, especially whenever we go to races, there's parents who are just like, yeah, deep ride, love you guys stuff. And even at outdoors, I feel like, um, at the races, it's a lot more older people than you would think that are, uh, watching this. It's, it's pretty cool. 
like me and you, TJ, we're a world. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, what I mean? well, we like, I guess, like, there's the demographic of like, kind of like the kids that are still racing amateur kids my age. Like, I'm 24 right now, so yeah. we have a variety of a demographic, but there is definitely a big following as well in um, an older age. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Tommy, you went to uh, uh, Europe not too long ago to do the last round of the GPs. And like I've always, I've only seen it on TV. Obviously, and it's just those guys seem so gnarly. And I just kind of wanted to hear your perspective on how crazy the Euro guys are, and how deep and gnarly the track was, and the fans, and just I just kind of wanted your perspective on the whole experience. Yeah, that 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 race was insane. Um, I was, um, yeah, it, it was crazy. The the whole GP scene, um, they do an incredible job. Um, the fans are so passionate. Um, and, and the racing nowadays is, is just insane. Um, especially actually both classes. Um, I, I had to, um, go there the whole week. So I was able to go watch the EMX racing as well. And just everything those guys are really, really good. And, um, yeah, I, the, the track itself, it was kind of crazy. Obviously Mentova is a pretty historical track. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- to be there was already really cool, but I was surprised at how, actually condensed and tight of an area it was and the track itself is literally right next to this city town you know like european city so it's pretty tiny but um yeah it's kind of crazy the whole surrounding of it there's like um horse jumping park deal um some soccer fields it's it's really crazy um but yeah those guys over there i mean between that top three hurlings fev and geyser it's unreal you guys know Yeah. yeah it's unreal Hey, I want to, well, I want to say, first of all, just going back to Jason for a second, the story about meeting him, like, I had always just assumed you guys, like, grew up together. Like, so I thought that was really <laughs> cool on Gypsy Tales to hear that. That Again, that that was a great interview, man. I mean, he did a great job. So, a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, but I do want to ask you about, when it comes to the editing of videos and song choices, like, me and TJ here, my co-host, dis- disagree sometimes on, like, when I do a video at a race, I do just interviews, right? I, I get... Yep. race day interviews and they might be 20 minutes long he's like oh they're too long but like how do you ch- decide what's right for a particular video like lengthwise like sometimes like you're i think you're um it was either maybe the mxdn one was like 20 or 30 minutes i think yeah yeah um i mean it's tough you know um uh, we kind of just will spend time and and this is a collaborative effort too mm-hmm. at times um between Jason, Matt, and I, we we all listen to to music, and um, whenever we feel like, hey, this would be nice, we'll kind of like share it with each other. So it's kind of you know it takes time to kind of find that right perfect song, um, but lengthwise too, I don't, I don't want it to be too short, and that's the toughest part using um, punk rock. A lot of those songs are pretty short, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So that's, yeah, that's the toughest part. I'd say, I would say it's length, but um, usually I try to go between a three and five minute mark for a song. And um, sometimes, I mean, all my videos, I kind of, uh, I kind of freestyle it. It kind of, uh, it's a work in progress as I'm building it. And um, sometimes I'll use one song and sometimes I'll use four, you know? Right, right. So it kind of, kind of changes. And uh, yeah, looking back at it, sometimes I'll look back on my videos Um I, I look at him like, man, this is crazy. I don't know what was going through my head, but it was, it looks pretty cool, you know? Right. Yeah. 
I was I, I was surprised. Like I've tried to post videos, and I'll use say a strung out song or something, and then yeah. YouTube always like, oh, this song you don't have a license or whatever to use this song, and I guess I just assumed I couldn't use it. But you're, I think the way you described it on uh, Gypsy Tales is you just you can't get paid if you use a song like that. Is that how that works? I mean, exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, yeah, on our YouTube channel, we aren't, we don't even have the option to monetize. Mm. So, um, it's kind of a different little setup. There's just like one tab missing, but yeah. So like I do stuff for racer X, so I'll have to upload some of my videos through their backend and they monetize. I'm pretty sure everything. So mm. that process is a little different, but with team fried, um, <clears throat> yeah, all the music I use, uh, gets monetized directly to that artist. Um, I guess the toughest part is when you use really, really um, famous artists, let's say like the Beatles. Yeah. They're so um, restricted that some of those songs can't even be played on, on YouTube at all. Like, okay. They don't even care if they'll monetize it to the artist. They're just blocked fully. Well, maybe that's what happened. Cause I, I don't remember <laughs> a couple years ago, I picked a song and it was like, yeah, it wouldn't let me use it. So I just started using like Daniel Blair's band, you know, and, buddy friends bands so it's like all local (laughs) metal stuff or whatever that i know i can get away with so that's interesting that may change tj my picks you know like i don't think i can pick like an 11 minute iron maiden song though because that's a lot (laughs) yeah i mean i guess it just depends on you guys if you if you want to monetize it off youtube or not i don't know we don't have enough listeners yeah and, and and for me that's for me i'm like I don't even care about the monetizing. Right. I'd rather people enjoy it. And it's, it gives it a better experience too. When you have that freedom of using kind of whatever song, instead of being stuck and using royalty free music. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I like that's going to change how I do my stuff now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> I mean, it, excuse me, essentially it's your, it's your job to make the writers look good on, on videos. And so we always see all the preseason videos. Everybody looks fast. Everybody looks good at the test track. But man, Jason looks good on that Cowie. What 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 are we thinking? How do we feel about the Cowie? Yes. He looks good, man. Yeah, no, he really does. He really does. Um, and last week, so I was able to shoot with Racer X, um, the KTM and Honda intro, and that was my first time seeing those guys pretty much since outdoors. Um, both of them didn't shoot Supercross, but then you know they're all talking and they're all looking pretty healthy, and I'm thinking, man, like. It's crazy. Obviously, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to see Jason and even AC at the track. Um, and I'm like, dude, these guys, how is anybody going to beat them? And then I'm thinking in my head, there's 12 other guys doing the same thing. So it'll be interesting. But um, with with Jason, he he looks good, man. He um, I haven't spent a lot of time. I've spent a couple of days with him during this offseason. But um, like I said, I mean, every every time I go out there, it looks like he's improving more and more, and um, he just looks comfortable. I mean, yeah. the way he's been hitting whoops um, lately, he's kind of um, bringing back that old um, old style back, little flow, uh, loose, <laughs> kind of uh, bringing the front end up through the whoops, like wheeling through the first three or four kind of stuff. It's it's cool, man. I'm excited. It's I can't wait for a one, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, man. Um. Got it, Scott, Was that it? Well, I kind of have another, I have another okay. Jason question. Uh, so, you know, for us, us and, and fans, this goes, Jason, dude, we're talking to Tom. Well, I know, but I mean, <laughs> so uh, one day we'll get Jason. We'll break him down yeah. one day. This is the <laughs> only way you're going to find out about Jason. No, <laughs> he's he's going to come on the show eventually. I'm going to break him down. Can you just group call him real quick? <laughs> yeah, we can surprise right. him with the show. Yeah, I'm sure he'll love Wait. that. 
Yeah, I'll just go downstairs. Let me go grab yeah. it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah, no, I'm but, just kidding. But uh, so, you know, the fans and us, we, we all look at guys like that as, you know, they're kind of like superheroes, you know. But I just, you, you live with the guy. I just kind of wanted you to see, like, what's, what's something that Jason does that kind of normalizes him? Like, what's something, like, you know, that just kind of makes him an everyday regular guy? Uh, there's a bunch of things, you know. I mean, um, uh, I, it's, it's funny. It's, I've spent so much time with him now that it, it's like I forget sometimes that he's, you know, Jason Anderson, yeah. he rides dirt bikes. But, um, you know, I mean, he, he does a bunch of normal things like everybody. Um, you know, we all we all eat together. We'll go out to eat. Um, I guess I'm trying to think of what's like one of the most normal. Th- I mean, you wake up, there's going to be some bad days and some good days. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we all we all spend so much time together. Um, and watch different things. I think that's why we became such friends is because we're, we, we relate to so many things and have uh same interest in a lot of, lot of, um, a lot of things. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I like the family you know. dynamic. Yeah. Have. Scotty, really cool. Scotty, everybody poops. Yeah, I know. <laughs> another, you know, another thing kind of on that subject, or I guess not on that subject, but I took away from gypsy was that you are still a super fan of this sport. So you are still like, you're, you're like, I can't believe I'm getting to do this. Like I'm, you know, I'm with yeah. these guys that, you're kind of like us, you know, you know, we're barely media, but like, we're still in awe. We're still fans. You know, we try to be, try not to be uh fanboy and out when I, I'm around these guys, yes. but it's still like, yep. it's hard to find that balance. But I love the fact that you are still a super fan of this. It's not just a job. Like you love every aspect of this sport. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. I truly do. And, and, you know, I, I was talking about in the podcast, you know, if, if, um, if it was just for the money, I, you know, I, I could go do a bunch of different things. Right. But for me, it's just, I truly enjoy it. I mean, I've, I've said this about the feeling of, you know, the first main event and all that stuff. I, I just, I love it. And uh, I've created so many uh, relationships to it. Look forward to the weekend more than during the week nowadays. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm so yeah, excited yeah. to go, to go to the races. And obviously, you know, we're all in, circles but there's something about it it's it's weird you know i obviously at races and we don't say anything but we say hi and like those little things of like hey you know i saw dark side or whoever and that's kind of what makes it all is if that makes sense yeah yeah i agree absolutely uh just real quick so earlier we were talking about um you know when your younger self when you went up to and did that first video for verb so if there was somebody per se around that same age as you, 17, 18, that's trying to maybe get into something like you're, you've done now, what would be your advice to them? What would you, you know, tell them to really I, focus on? I want to answer this before he does, but see what he says, but okay. he's just like, don't expect to get paid right away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, if you can get paid, then, you know, obviously take it. But, um, I guess, um, the biggest thing is to not, um, I don't want to say set your goals too high, but you got to just take it step by step. Like everybody um, mm-hmm. for, I, I think a lot of people, especially in the media world can, can relate. A lot of us kind of work our way through, you know, you, you meet maybe a privateer or somebody through races and then you're able to take on a gig with them to go to the races. And once I think once you're able to find yourself a gig um, to be at the races, once you're there on the weekend and you start seeing faces and, and if you're able to, you know, introduce yourself in um, certain scenarios, then I think that's the biggest thing is, is obviously the networking and just making yourself there. 
yeah, and making definitely. the most out of it. For me, I, I was able to shoot a bunch of different things. And for example, with two stinking, I took an extreme advantage of that. And, and, and that summer at the same time, I was trying to, you know, get my name out there and meet people and just, you know, build, build my name, try yeah. and establish myself. It really is a process, right? There's a lot of people that they'll reach out to Mathis or, or, or whoever we to be like, how do I, how do I get in the industry? Well, it's not like you don't get in the industry and you're instantly Anton or you're instantly Guy B. You start by sleeping on people's floors and going, well, I'm going to eat a peanut butter jelly for the week and hope I find my next job. Like you've talked about you really didn't have enough money to fly to Europe hardly, but you you said, I got to do it. I got to I gotta just figure out what happens. I'll get there. I'll figure out what happens. And you have to be willing to put everything in and to get nothing out for a while and – you know, it, it has to be out of the passion. It can't be out of the hope that you're going to be rich and famous. Yeah, exactly. And I think for me too, especially with the passion um, for me, one of the biggest things is as soon as I was able to get a job with um, Verboto, I was able to come out to California. I wasn't making crazy amounts of money. I think the biggest thing that helped is I was able to have people help me out so I can stay on a couch somewhere here and somewhere there. But the biggest thing for me is, uh, is like the first day I was able to meet Cooper and I created a video for him and then he posted, you know, the, the time that he posted, I'm like, Oh man, okay. Like this is what <laughs> pays off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's crazy. It's a little, at the time it was a little 15 second video. I'm not making money, but that just having him post my work and, you know, him noticing my name, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing something right. And let's just try and try and keep going with it. You know? Absolutely. Dig it. So we have a Last listener question. online. Jake Curry wants to know who you have for the Supercross champion as a pick. Now it's probably Jason. So if it is Jason, who do you pick for second place? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. We were, uh, I was uh, talking the other day with the racer, like with Weech and, I was just done, got done, finished uh, watching Carmichael's 24 and 0 season. I think it was the first one. And uh, one of them said, so like, what do you think? Jason 17 and 0. And I was like, yep. Boom. Stamp it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to <laughs> be in that camp. <laughs> no, but to be honest, I, I've been asked this a couple of times. I don't think I really have a pick for it. I want to see the best man win. I want to see some good racing. I think we'll have a bunch of different winners. Um, yeah. But for two fifties, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to 250 West because we're going to have Justin Cooper, Jet Lawrence, and Joe Shimoda. And I mean, I've seen Shimoda riding, and I can I can already tell. Obviously, Jet and Justin are going to be riding good, but those three, I think we're going to have ourselves a good little season. Shimoda has been stay healthy. Shimoda has done such a good job of getting a ball rolling and keeping it and progressing. Yeah, Yeah, he's progressing. That's a good word. Like, like, yeah, and it's been so steady. It's like. It, it's getting his speed is getting as fast as his English is getting better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no. <laughs> All right, that's a that's one way to put it, yeah. TJ. Tom, dude, it, it's great to finally get to sit down and, and talk to you a little bit, man. We got to make some time at one of these races to maybe grab some food. I'll be at five or six of them, yeah. so yeah, maybe we'll get a chance to hang out a little bit and off the record, you know. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. I'll definitely try and make my way out. I always love coming out to uh, Dallas for the Supercross. I mean, that stadium yeah. is obviously amazing. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I think I'm doing for uh, having me on. Yeah, man, I think I'm doing five this year, and TJ's going to be about five or six. So we'll we'll definitely try cool. to get together, man. 
Cool, cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, TJ is going to Glendale, so that should be a good one. That's yeah. going to be a a nice little local one for Jason and, and his mechanic, and it's uh the first triple crown we get. So yeah, looking, yeah. looking extra forward to that race. Yeah, the, yeah, the whole sh- actually our whole show will be there. So we'll we'll definitely uh we'll holler at you and maybe maybe we can grab a, grab some food or just at least say hi. Yes, sir. All right, dude. Thanks, man. Have a good night. Hey, thank you. See you guys. Later, man. All right, Tommy Tenders, Tom Jernet, Team Fried. Yeah, he he does 90% probably of the filming for Team Fried. Yeah, some other guys that help out. Uh, I want to thank Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing is a Texas-based company that is providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com to see their complete line of products, including the Attack Handlebar, the Defy Lock-On Grips, and the Vengeance Levers. Uh, Johnny and Torquan Racing has a passion for the racing industry and have been a longtime supporter of this show. Follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and support those that support us. TJ, you still running those grips on your BMX, right? Dude, those those are unbelievable. I guess they're technically like their ATV grips, and yeah, maybe they, or whatever. But if I can't imagine, like I don't like lock on grips because it takes away some of the the actual what do you call it, like the rubber part, because it has that tube inside. Sure, sure. This is the exact opposite. These are the most comfortable grips I've ever ridden with. Yep, I've and, got them. Um, on the, on the bicycle, they're just better than anything I've ridden with. So awesome! Can't wait till they maybe one day will actually put that on their like lock on grips for the BM or for the bike for the dirt bikes. That'd be amazing. Yeah. All right. Let's take our last commercial break, and we'll be back with Luke Renslin. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Anticam. I'm here to tell you about. Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbisUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto S. Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. 
All right, guys, we're back, and our last guest of the night, but not our least guest of the night, brought to you by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps' goal has been to produce works-like products for general public. With products like the Industry Standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Customized Master Cylinder Covers, and much more, it's hard to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com, so you too have what the pros use. Tonight, Works Connections brings us Luke Renslin. What's up, brother? How we doing, guys? Doing Thanks good, for having man. me on. Yeah, glad to have you on, and I, I got to give a shout-out to our boy, Troy Dog, Team Troy Dog. Um, you know, he, he's got you on his team, and uh, it's, I was really excited to get you on, man. I mean, you're not racing any Supercross, correct? Uh, at the moment, I don't believe so. I, I have not been riding Supercross. Yeah. And at this point, I think it's too late to Start try to get that going. Um, yeah, I would I would love to. Uh, I would still love to do Supercross. It's just like things have been uh, the last couple of years have been just very uncertain. Everything's kind of uh, been like a last minute deal for me. Yeah. Um, just because the last two years. Uh, I was supposed to go up to Canada both years and then kind of COVID obviously in 2020 just wiped that out. And, uh, and then this year I was supposed to go up there again and last minute their COVID restrictions got kind of crazy. Yep. And, um, just with how dicey everything was looking, the whole series kind of looked uncertain. Uh, and I kind of pulled the plug on that. Uh, yeah, you know, coming in, coming into the summer, so yeah, everything's been a little weird for me the last couple of years, dude. It's difficult enough in normal years for a privateer, and then throw in COVID and all the restrictions and travel issues. Like it's it's got to be so frustrating. Yeah, it's it's been brutal. You know, like just with the whole border crossing with Canada, it's hard enough when you know in normal times. Yeah, and then exactly. you throw COVID in the mix and. uh I just really, just nothing up there was certain enough for me to commit my whole year to going up there. So um, I felt bad for the team and everything, but I just kind of had to pull the plug on it, not knowing uh, what was in store, if this, if the series was even going to happen. You know, I could have been up there quarantining my life away and, uh, and none of the races could have even happened for all I knew. So, um, Kind of screwed up my last couple of years, but luckily there's a little thing called a two-stroke that saved my 2021 and kind of made it worthwhile this summer and uh, kind of gave me a new goal to chase a little bit. So are you going to be racing the two-stroke again this coming outdoor season? Uh, at the moment, that's the plan. So um, I got a couple more. I got some 252 strokes coming in, and uh, I'm going to do a couple of those up. And so I'll have the 125 and the 250. And next year, I'm probably going to be doing both classes at select rounds and try to do maybe five or six of them, at least in the summer. And then throw in, you know, local races, pro-ams, money races, all the two-stroke races that they have nowadays. Um, kind of throw all those in the mix and looks like I'll have a pretty full year. So a few years back, I know the AMA made it where you can't ride both classes or is that rescinded now? Are you able to sign up in the two fifty and four fifty class? No, not in the same day. Okay. Not in the same okay. day. So I, I'm not man enough to do that anyway, man. <laughs> I my my arms would fall off before I could even do that. <laughs> um but yeah, I'll just I'll just have the option depending on 
what track we're going to. You like, know, do you like, won't ride a, the 125 at Washougal is what you're saying? Not Washougal. He, I mean, um, Southwick. Southwick, I mean, yeah. He did it this I, year. I don't know. I kind of liked it at Southwick this year. Um, probably the hardest one was Unadilla. Like, I would definitely the ride hills. the 250 at Unadilla. Like, the dirt is super sticky there and the hills. And um, that was probably the toughest one for me on the 125 was Unadilla. So, uh, the 150? Yeah, I'll just. What's up? I said the 150, you mean? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, just depending on what tracks we're heading to and how each class is looking, I'll have the freedom to kind of uh, pick and choose what bike I want to ride and make things a little bit easier on me um, instead of just doing all of them on the 125 because that was a lot harder work than I expected. <laughs> right. <laughs> You might you might have some uh, competition on a two stroke and outdoors this year. Yeah, I'm seeing that. I, I I maybe I could take a little bit of credit for it, but it seems like a lot of people are getting sparked up with the two strokes. Um, I know Stank Dog is looking like he's going to go back to his roots and do the yep. two stroke thing, and um, it looks like you know it, Carson Brown did great on it this year at Washington uh-huh. as well. So um, well. Chis, maybe we'll get a little movement going. Just told me that he is trying to get some two strokes to do it too. Really? Yeah. yeah that was, You're in trouble if Chiz is doing it. Well, Chiz is going to make everybody Chiz, else Chiz, Chiz could go upset. out and win the damn thing. <laughs> just he's some, definitely going to be Chiz A-Ray and Kane. Chiz. I don't care if Chiz is on a Schwinn. He's still going to just eat <laughs> Chiz. Right. Can you imagine if he can if he can beat A-Ray and Clade oh. on a 252 show? So oh my God. That, that picture, <laughs> I know this is off the record, Luke, but I told you I posted a picture of a, just a ragged out dirt bike in the back of a truck the right, other day that I right, saw. Yeah. Ball tire, and I tagged Chiz in. I was like, Chiz heading to the track. <laughs> and somebody put on there, he'd still beat A-Ray and Kane. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, it was great. But uh, go ahead, Scott. No, I'm sorry. So, no, so you know, we were talking about the different opportunities you've given, <laughs> whether where they came from or not. But So I saw that you did a woods race not too long ago. And I, I just kind of wanted you to give an insider view of like how like those guys are psycho, dude. Like I tried to do one of those races one time. Like that that stuff is for the birds, man. Like just kind of give us a firsthand view of how like how gnarly it is, especially going the speeds that y'all are going. It it is a different animal for sure. So my first ever woods race was a GNCC at Unadilla in twenty seventeen. And kind of hopped in there not knowing what to expect. Like, I I had no clue what those guys were all about. And let me tell you what, about 30 minutes into that three-hour race, I was starting to get an idea of what they were all about. Three hours. Those guys are, they're on another level. And it's like, not, not only just the endurance, but their speed is unreal. Like, I come up on sections and I'm so unsure of like the rocks and the roots. Like I think I'm going to die. Yep. And these guys will go across it on one wheel, like for the whole three hours. Yeah, They don't even they, think about like, it. Like they don't even think about it. Exactly. I, I guess it's like a moto guy, like hitting a jump with a kicker on it. Like those guys wouldn't be comfortable doing that. Um, it's just, it's really not even the same sport. Like yeah. we're all on the same bikes, no matter we're riding moto or woods or supercross, but it's not even it's not even a related sport honestly because like i see the guys riding moto like i've seen the top top woods guys ride moto and i mean they got skills for sure but it doesn't really 
neither one of them really relate to each other. It's 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 so much different. So with you, you're doing the two stroke deal and you hit some different races. When you look out there and you see guys like Sipes and Brownie and those kind of guys who have been like still racing, still doing stuff, is, is there enough stuff out there for a rider as high of a caliber as you are to be able to make a living? You know, doing these off season races that are that are like in the states, not always traveling to the like Paris or whatever. I mean, could you make a living just riding your dirt bikes and not having like a ride like that? Um, I mean, I think that's the goal that we're all trying to chase really. Um, I mean, it's tough, but probably if you pick the right races, you know, there's, there's a lot more of these pro-am money races going on nowadays that like, especially in the fall time, you could stack up a handful of those money races and make a lot of money if you're doing it right. Um, you know, that's, it's just I don't know. It's all about performing at those money races and trying to put as much money in your pocket as possible. But, um, for me, I haven't really figured out how to make a living at it yet, but that would definitely be the goal. (laughs) Well, if you're wanting to, uh, chase those big money races, then in the fall every year, right out here, there's pro challenge out here at swam for a $25,000 pro purse between the two classes. Yeah. See those, those are the ones we're looking for. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Luke, man, I don't know what you how 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 much have you talked to uh, Troy Troy Dog? Uh, I've talked to Troy quite a bit. Like I've known him, you know, from way back in the day. Like yeah. I talked to him at Verb when I was an amateur guy, and then he was with Steve, and I talked to him there. I've done done a bunch of interviews with him at Racer X, and now he's got the Pineapple Dog <laughs> thing going on, and yeah. like I got voted into the spot on the team so um i don't really know him personally okay very well i actually i think i met him for the first time this year at the indiana national but we've we've kind of done the uh over the phone thing with a whole bunch of interviews a, a lot over the years well he man he's a really cool dude passionate about the sport like a lot of us are and man putting his own effort in to help some guys out and promote and you know write about him on verb so you know, we're we're just we're having his guys, his team guys on here off and on throughout the year, uh, throughout the season, just because he's a good dude, man. We like him, and you know, he uh, we love the, his passion for it. So I think it's cool that he's trying to help people out, and you know, getting his sticker, the pineapple sticker on some of the bikes. But it, it's a cool, it's just a cool thing he's doing, man. It's something that I think a lot of people wish they could do is you know get involved more and help, and uh, he's doing it. Yeah, it is cool. You know, he's he's a good dude, and he's definitely got a lot of love for the sport for sure he, he's super into anything supercross motocross related yeah. and uh he's always been you know all the way back in the amateur times when nobody really knew who i was he's been he's always been super nice to me and uh shown the support so when he came up with the idea to slap his face on the side of my helmet right. you know, I, I couldn't let him down on that and no definitely you no know, uh, our, our contract was written up on like a napkin and pencil, but somewhere in the contract, he's paying me in twisted tees too. So <laughs> nice. like, that's can't, perfect. can't go wrong with that. Oh yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> you know, it, we, we always talk about, you know, the lack of money and the lack of support for the privateer guys. Like to hear you, to hear that a guy like money. you, 
to, to hear the guy like you is not being able to to do the Supercross season is like I, like that's kind of frustrating to me because like I feel like if they could do some very small things to promote more of you guys coming in and increasing the depth of the field and giving it as a more entertainment as a sport. So what are, what are some of the things that you would see that would like, if they just did a few things, what, what would make it for you could say, you couldn't say no to going like you, you would feel like I have to go because this is so good. Um, I mean, getting paid more than $200 would be cool. <laughs> I guess that would be a start. Like, I think my podium in 2018, there's an East West shootout. I think I made like maybe just over a grand, maybe it was like $1,500. And that's terrible. You, you know, like made that much at that, that Swan race that Tyler was just talking about. Like you could have made that could, one moto for a fifth place. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. going to yeah. say, yeah. Top five at a local race would have got you that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, I think that's the same thing that all the guys complain about, you know, like we can all reinvent the wheel and, uh, why don't they listen to you guys? Like it it just, it bums me out, man. It really does. It's really frustrating. It's like, if just, it's as simple as if they would let these guys like Luke sell their own merch in the pits, you know, that would be huge. It'd be huge. Just even if they sold five shirts, that's just a little bit extra. Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it doesn't have a Monster Energy logo on it, and nice. it's not going in their pockets at the end of the day. So they don't want. Yeah, it's it's tough, you know. Um, but honestly, at this point, being away from Supercross for, you know, 2019, 2020, 2021, and now going on 22, I would pretty much just, if someone just had a bike, I would just be willing to show up. I would, I, I, I would amputate all five toes on my right foot just to go race. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 would, I would donate my toes to science. If that's what it took that I'd be, I'd be ready to do it. Well, man, it, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer that you're not going to be out there, but I look forward to seeing you at nationals, man. And I, I, even the GNCC stuff, if you continue to do that, it's cool. Just seeing you back on, you know, seeing you on a bikes through your social media. And I'd, I'd love to see you back at a supercross, man. If we, if you can make it happen at some point, but outdoor nationals, you know, still, That'd be awesome too. Luke Rinsen, would, certified yeah. outdoor warrior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically turning into the Eli Tomac over here, just the outdoor <laughs> guy. Uh, right, right. But no, I, w- I would love to do Supercross again. Um, I'm just not willing to go there without like the proper preparation. Of course. You know, the months of off season heading in. Like s- some people head in there kind of unprepared and willing to send it but i'm a little bit more of like the timid kind of guy and i don't feel like showing up you know unprepared so yeah um you know i just need to have something some kind of program and a bike dialed in early enough you know in like september october and be able to get a few months in under my belt and i would love to get back out there you know like my my last season i did before i went to canada was by far my best yeah top five top five in the points and that podium at the East West shootout. So I feel like, uh, I left a lot on the table and although it's been a few years since I've been there, um, I've been active on my bike all these years. I know I didn't lose anything. Sure. Uh, just gained experience and would love to show back, show back up and have some fun. Absolutely. Well, Luke, man, it's really cool talking to you. I think, uh, Troy dog has titled you dozer dog. I believe is what he's going with. 
Uh, it's, yeah. it's cool seeing you part of that and really great talking to you tonight. Hey man, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is, this has been great. Yeah. Anytime, man. Once nationals get closer, uh, we'll, we'll reach out again and, and see how things are going. Absolutely. You'll see a whole bunch of two stroke build stuff going on on my socials and, uh, You'll start smelling the premix in the air once those nationals start getting closer. That, you, you'll know it's coming. Yeah. Speaking of that, you're on Blue Crew, and I we were just talking. I'm getting a YZ250 soon. I don't know when, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna be getting a 22 YZ250. So maybe I'll be checking out some of your bike builds and seeing what I need to do to mine. Whoa, whoa! Don't don't get ahead of yourself. Blue Crew has has a for sale sticker on it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. I I got. I'll, I'll, I'll let you fill you guys in on a little story here. Okay. Heading, heading into the nationals this year, I went out, I bought two brand new YZ two fifties, um, to, to go do the nationals. on. Yeah. Like I was getting all prepped up to do the nationals this summer, figured that would be the bike I wanted to do it on. I've always been a Yamaha guy, you know, Yamaha is in my blood, like since I was a, a kid. So I get the bikes, I go home after spending, you know, almost 18 grand, head home with the bikes. And two days later, I get sent a photo of the rule book for the pro nationals saying that the Yamaha is not legal to race in pro nationals. Why? Uh, I think it's something to do with, I, I might be wrong on this, but from what I understand, each manufacturer has to pay a fee for each model bike that they want legal to line up. Oh, okay. You know, the homodulation or, you know, whatever you want to call it. So I guess Yamaha doesn't want their two strokes, you know, to be legal to race. So they just, they just enter their four strokes into the, into the mix. And the only two strokes that are legal are the Austrian brands, Gas Gas, Husky, and KTM. Oh, well, that takes Chiz right out of it then because he's Blue Crew. So, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. he doesn't so, know that yet. So, I don't know. Maybe with their brand-new 2022, you know, two-stroke that's that's got all this buzz around it, maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll, they'll shoot that thing up and make it legal. Um, but for me, it was kind of just a waste of my money for what i wanted to do with it wow yeah that's a so, bummer um so yeah i actually have one bike that i haven't even started it's completely brand new and i have to sell it um but i'm getting two husky 250s and just figured that they would match all the parts for my 125 and and um it would be a little bit easier to to be prepared and yeah. be comfortable on on the bikes if everything's matching and and then everything will be legal. So I'll have the freedom to race both classes. Awesome. All right, man. Well, look so. forward to seeing it, dude. It's great talking to you. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Anytime, buddy. Thanks, Luke. All right. Thank you. All right. See ya. All right. Thanks to Luke Rensley coming on. That's interesting. Didn't know that. Uh, okay, guys. We're two hours and 20 minutes in. Did you guys still want to have your amateur talk? No, we can move on. We can go on. We can table it for the next time. I'm Table here. it. Yeah, table it. Okay. I do want to, real quick, did you listen to last week's Pulp Show? I don't know. With Will Hong, Will Hong yes, called sir. in, and Keith so. was in studio. Yes, I want to hear your thoughts on this. So you can only you only want to race if you can win. That's it, <laughs> Wilbur. I mean, that's it. Yes, of course he fucking only wants to win. A racer is a racer. Yeah. Travis shows up. He wants to win. I, I did hear that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I thought of you instantly because you're like, well, you just want to race if you can win. Mm. No, 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 which no, no, isn't no, really the case. Hold on. There's a difference. Okay. 
when Hang on, he, can me and Scotty go make popcorn real quick? <laughs> when, whenever they say that, yeah, we're talking about top level pro guys that want that sign up in the A class okay. because there's not, but they're no. not. No, they're, Kiefer no. said he's a racer. Can I finish? He wants can I to finish? win. No, you can't. Go ahead. They, those those guys sign up in the class they're supposed to be in, uh-huh. and they want to win that class. Okay, you sandbag the, the vet C class. And how is it sandbagging when I don't win? You don't have to win to be, look. You've been how long That's have you been worse. racing? This? That's even worse. How long, not a sandbagger then? How long have you been racing the C class? Doesn't matter. I asked the question. How long? A long time. I don't even know. Yeah, you you've never got past the C uh-uh. class, and you're I've almost never fifty. Good enough. I'm sorry. I'm not that good. I'm not that talented, TJ. My ability level, like... Plus 40. I've never got to the pro class either because I'm not that good. Okay. There's a big difference between going from the B to the pro because that changes your insurance. That changes all your stuff like that. You're you're supposed to change my insurance? Your your health insurance. Nobody let my insurance know that I race pro. Intermediate expert, then not pro. You guys have insurance? I'm not. I've never moved to that class either because I'm by no fucking means an expert. But it's not just you. I'm not just picking on you. I'm talking about because you're wrong. All right. I'm not just picking on you. I'm talking about everybody out there sandbagging in the C class because we just want to win. And, and and if I if I sign up in the B class, then there's two guys in the class, and they just kill me. You know what? It, but if everybody moved up, the class would be full. Technically, the B class should be the most people. No, the expert class should be because you say you got to keep moving up. So no, eventually, no. the thousands and thousands of people that have been racing for for years oh all have That's to be an expert class. class ha- there's no. going to be like you be you're going to go to your local race, and there's going to be nine hundred. He's saying no. no nine hundred seventy-five guys in the expert class. I say a life for intermediate because a novice is somebody who's new to something look no, up that's the defini- a beginner no 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 <laughs> look up the definition of novice it's somebody who is inexperienced the, okay ama doesn't even recognize a beginner class i don't care about ama but ama is the rule keepers of our sport hang on i don't do a very good job so you knew me when i moved up to 250 so did i sandbag because i rode a year of 250c before 250b when i moved up wait you were on mini bikes and then went to the C class. Absolutely. So the point I'm trying to <laughs> I won two national championships while doing it. Okay, but that's sandbagging. It doesn't no, matter what it's you not. won. AMA said I was a C class racer. I'm a C class racer. Fine. That's fine. You didn't. There, we went by AMA rules, and that's fine. But what did you do after you after you won the C I'm, class? I moved up after I and won. Then did you win in B class? Yeah. And did you when you when you won in B class? Did you move up? Yep. Okay. If you finished last every time in the B class, or would you have moved up to the A? Would you be like, I'm ready for A anyway? I'm, I'm the I guy that gets the, last hey, in the B class. I can't every time. win I in the B class. class. Yeah, I wouldn't move up. I can't win like me. I can't really win in the C when class. When I moved to B class, I should move up to the faster guys. That makes when, sense. When I moved, when I moved to the B class, I spent a couple of years of at the back of the pack, and I was like, you know what? I really want to put every effort into this. And then I spent two years at the front of the pack, and now I'm fat and old, and I ride the back of the pack again. But it doesn't matter. The point is, novice stands for inexperienced rider. Look up the definition of novice. It means inexperienced. You are right about that, but again, going back. You have 40 years of experience. I'm not paying $45 to practice. You do anyways. You pay $30. Where does that come from? Yeah, no, I'm saying you, well, you, you a pay. race is forty five bucks or whatever, and if I go line up and I'm not racing anybody because that whole class is gone. 
It's not, I basically paid forty five dollars to go pick five you. laps by myself. It's an yeah. endemic problem where I would say ninety percent of the people in the C class, if not more, should be in the B class. Yes, that is very true. Very true. There are, but there's also the examples of the ones that are. If you're constantly, you know, fifth place back, fourth place back, you got no reason to move up to B class because you at least, if you're going to move up to the B class, you want to be competitive with that top eight guy. Well, I just want to be. I just want to. He doesn't race. care about. He says I don't care about that. Yeah, but when it comes, I don't care, to I don't care about being competitive. I, I paid a race just to ride. No, no, I don't, no, no, I want to no, be competitive. No, no. I want to race against people. I don't care but, if I'm. Hold on. That's what he's I'm, saying. He's saying that if he moves up, that they're on. so far gone, he doesn't get to race with them. Yeah. But if we could talk, if if everybody could open their eyes and move up like they're supposed to, okay. But that it starts I'm okay with you. With. I'm yes. okay with that point. But no, it's not. I can move up. Nobody else is going to freaking move but up. But then you talk to you see. I would talk to my friends and say you're care. a sandbagger and you move up. And then you talk to your friend and then everybody moves up and the B class is packed full and we're all racing and having fun. Yeah, good luck getting that across the entire. Have you oh, seen the Loretta oh, Lynn C class? Yeah, that's <laughs> they well, will the beat most is, of the local the, pro guys. Is basically the way oh, it's the way it's set up is kind of it's, it's, it forces this is because the B class is is your Hayden Deegan's your your Rodney yeah but D's we're not talking about this because because the national level B and C class okay well that's a completely different competition even in the B we're class we're talking about vet riders in the C class but even then if Deegan's not winning this whole year they're not going to move him up to pro sport next year they're going to keep him in B. Look well, at I mean, Ferry. he has to wait until a certain age, anyways. Yeah, but the, I, we're talking about a whole age, different level. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, but, but we're just talking about vet riders yeah, yeah. that spend a lifetime in the C class, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, All right, well. that's episode two sixteen. <laughs> hey, hold on. Oh, wait, I've got uh, multiple people yeah. on here. If you okay. want to look at the comments, that agree yeah, with give me, me a second. Uh, our jerky. The Wageman's family's motocross roots run deep. Our jerky is a private label jerky established to support the brothers racing. Visit eatrjerky.com to see all the flavors available, like popu- the popular Seven Deuce Deuce Black Pepper Beef Brisket, my favorite, Sizzling Hot, Teriyaki, and many more. Use promo code MOTOXPOD21 to save at eatrjerky.com. And also, I want to thank True Fusion Sports. True Fusion Sports was created out of a necess- necess- necessity for products designed for recovery and performance at the highest level with natural anti-inflammatory ingredients like a Arnica Montana Flower at magnesium sulfate, their soaks and topicals relieve pain, mend injuries, and allow muscles to perform at their highest level. Use code MotoXPod10 to save at TrueFusionSports.com. Yeah, give me some, give me some uh, responses from YouTube, and then we'll call this thing a night. Oh, just a couple people saying they agree with me. But also, just for the record, yeah, can you can you can you verify that? Yeah, because yeah. I've never heard anybody agree with TJ. I agree with TJ. TJ is correct. Yeah, Let me but, guess, Jake Curry is that Doc? No, no it's Mike Golden. But the the point I'm trying to say is also like now because the the B class is so weak as far as like not weak but turnout is so low and the top guys are I I signed up in an open class I don't even race anymore so it doesn't really matter but so oh, I, I say I'm there I just rather I'd rather think that I'm fast and go have fun and hit a couple of triples and then like just call it a day I don't disagree with the way TJ just explained it if you could get everybody to do it yes. But if I'm going to pay to race, I want to go and at least get to race against people at my skill level. And unfortunately, the way things are, because of how we do it, I guess, is that that skill level is novice. That's just where the guys my speed are. I don't want to, like, if I was, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to set the, the... 
the movement. I'm going to be the head of the movement, and I decide I'm going to move up. I'm I, wasting. I, it's I'm not agree with you. You're fun. just going. You're just going out there to get. You're just yeah, nobody get else is going to follow. It's our track promoters that cause the problem. Well, because they won't. The, in, they're they're afraid to enforce it because if they enforce oh, yeah, it, they're afraid of losing I mean, riders. I, because guys like you, if a track owner came to you at the end of the year and said, "Okay, next year if you race with us, you have to race B," you're not going to race. Right. Well, that's where see that's where it's been a little weird because I've been racing a little bit more cross country lately, uh, the woods racing and yeah. stuff. So. Like they put out bumps and they can put it out two races into the season. We can get two rounds into the year and they'll like, put out bumps really? and say, "Look, your lap times are yeah. so much faster. You need to move up, and you're not signing up at another race with us unless That's you move." Crazy. Up. Ain't nobody gonna look at my lap times and go, and "You I, need to move and up." I don't think, and I don't think what you're saying is the actual answer. I think it needs to, but there has to be a year or two of that, and people will realize, "Hey, I'm fast enough to ride B." If I want to run this series, I better go ahead and go to B, so I don't get bumped and there's, lose all those points. There's also, there's there's also like a safety aspect to it too. And they're like, also giving like it. if somebody like yeah. say somebody's fast enough where they should be in B class, but like like they don't feel comfortable racing that class. Like it feels like it's a like they're gonna ride over their head or they're gonna do something that like they, they don't want to put themselves in that position. Then. There shouldn't be anybody forcing them to do anything that they don't really want to do. I mean, you have to think about that. And we give and our series give out championships to beginners. Why the ever are they giving out championships to beginners? Beginners shouldn't carry points in series. You should ride beginner class. You get your trophy for the weekend and nothing at the end of the series. Start people yeah, out. That sounds like something I want to start doing. <laughs> no, start people out with the idea of your your goal is to race the best you can and move up. It used to be that way. We, I mean, it was never that way anywhere I raced. But well, you just hang out with sandbaggers because everybody, <laughs> I, everybody I raced with, it was you were doing whatever you can to get fast enough to move up to be better. All right, I want to thank Cherby's USA Race Tech Fly Racing X Brand Goggles Works Connection Torque One Racing Our Jerky. Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, True Fusion, and I want to thank Tyler Sutter for coming in studio, TJ Scotty, I want to thank our guests tonight, Max Volan, uh, Josh Jelly Ellenson, Tom Jornet, and Luke Renslin. We're out. Uh, not sure when the next show is going to be. We might try to squeeze one more in before the first of the year, but uh, other than that, we're out. See you.